Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning and welcome to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. But today you have Mel Seifert with you from AARP Michigan. I'm so excited to be here um, and to welcome our first guest, uh, Mike Moody, uh, who is the newly appointed president of the National Association of State Utility Consumer Advocates. Mike, how are you doing today? Uh, great. Thank you, Mel, for having me on the show. Oh, of course, of course. You know, that's a that's a pretty long title. Uh, you know, it was a little bit uh, long to get that out there. So can you please explain to us what you are doing now and what this new appointment means? Sure, sure. You know, I'm still at the Attorney General's office, but now as the um, NASUCA president. So NASUCA is the National Association of State Utility Consumer Advocates. And it's a, a voluntary organization of every state's utility consumer advocate. And it promotes this advocacy through resolutions, white papers, letters, and comments to federal agencies and participation in federal education. You know, last year, NASUCA issued a resolution on advancing equity and affordability, utility regulation. And on its website, nasuka.org, your listeners can also see resolutions from COVID-19 responses, customer data, data privacy, home warranties, water affordability, emergency disaster preparation, and many more. You know, by coming together on important issues like this, uh, NASUCA can raise awareness, shape policy before every state utility commission in the country and before every federal energy agency. You know, in addition to advocacy, you know, NASUCA helps train utility consumer advocates so that they can be more effective in their respective states. You know, the organization holds two annual meetings to train advocates in person, provide online training. It meets monthly through video conferencing to collaborate and help each other out on pending issues and litigation strategy. It's a tremendous resource to help counter utilities national organizations that help train and promote policies benefiting their companies, and it helps to engage with those you know national organizations in order to have productive discussions on energy policy in this country. Yeah, so, you know, and I think one of the things is, you know, for for a lot of individuals, we just pay that utility bill, right? You know, whether, you know, yep. whatever your <laughs> whatever your provider is, you just pay that bill, but you don't exactly know what goes into it. And I don't think a lot of individuals um and I don't want to be, you know, assuming here, but I I, I I didn't know much about the Public Service Commission until I got into this line of work and started advocating on behalf of consumers as well. Um, but, you know, how much impact do you have as far as policy and working with the legislature, working with the Public Service Commission, um, as well as, you know, the utility companies to, to really reduce those rates and, and make sure that consumers are in the forefront um, of these policy discussions? Sure. Let me let me tell you a little bit about you know my position at the Attorney General's office and what we do. So, you know, Attorney General Nestle is the chief consumer advocate for Michigan, and that responsibility is carried out in the special litiga- litigation division that I'm in charge of. So, what what that means is that every time a utility files an electric or natural gas rate increase request with the Public 
Service Commission. My division intervenes on behalf of customers and argues for affordability, reliability, sustainability, among other issues. You know, for example, since taking office, Attorney General Nessel, through my division, has helped save customers over $2.5 billion. Wow. And, and we haven't calculated the total yet for 2023, but it will likely raise this number to $3 billion, which equates to about $500 million in savings a year. Wow. And then, yeah, and in addition to affordability, Attorney General Nessel has been a strong advocate for electric reliability by imposing metrics and benchmarks to hold utilities accountable for poor reliability. I know that's a, an issue that a lot of your listeners are probably acutely aware of. And, you know, she's also been an advocate for uh, increasing the outage credits for utilities that are required to pay these to compensate customers who lose power after a storm. Um, and your listeners can see these proposed metrics and benchmarks and these arguments being currently pending consumers' energy and DTE electric rate cases, as well as in, in, in a currently pending commission work group on, on these penalties and incentives for electric liability. And like I said, these are all public proceedings that your listeners can follow on the Public Service Commission website. And I know that uh, seems like a lot, but if you can go to that website yeah. and actually go, go through all those different documents. Well, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's one of the biggest concerns we see amongst our, you know, constituency at ARP is we're on fixed incomes. And so to have a rate increase put on you, you know, last minute um, can be very detrimental as far as, you know, pocketbook issues are concerned. And so, you know, I know that we have worked together um, on, on a number of occasions, uh, to far too many years, uh, Michael. So I don't want to go yeah. into those those numbers by any means. But, um, you know, I have to say that, you know, working with you and, and understanding this department within the, the attorney general's office is, is very imperative to making sure that, you know, costs stay day uh, where they are and these rate increases are, are definitely monitored and, and kept track of. Um, you know, one of the things that we saw in the legislature before they wrapped up was this sweeping energy package um, that that went out of the legislature and actually the governor signed it into law yesterday. And I was wondering um, what forms of consumer protections were included in that package that we can expect to see trickle down to um, our, our pocketbook issues as far as paying for our utilities. Yeah, sure. So, you know, in addition to the clean energy and environmental justice benefits that are, are, are obviously throughout those, that energy package, I would highlight four areas of this new energy package that will provide great consumer protections. First, affordability. The new energy package amended the integrated resource plan statute to require an affordability impact for the plan. You know, and this, this is an excellent addition because, you know, even though Attorney General Nessel makes these arguments herself in these cases, now the utility must address this issue outright, and the commission must explicitly consider the issue. Okay. Uh, second, yeah, and second, you've got um, you know energy efficiency. You know, it's like one of the best ways to help customers reduce their monthly energy bills is to, to help them use it more efficiently. Um, the new energy package increases the amount of money utilities must spend to help customers weatherize their home and implement other energy efficient actions to reduce monthly bills, but still allow customers to maintain their comfort level for electric and natural gas usage. Great. Yeah. yeah. The, four, the third one I would point to would be the distributed generation. Now, I know that's a, kind of a fancy <laughs> term maybe for some people, but, yeah. <laughs> but really what, what that does is they, they raise the cap on this, and what that means is the new energy package increases uh, you know, or allows more customers to access solar panels on their homes or through their communities, which, again, will help reduce monthly energy bills. So it's just a great 
you know, tool for customers, another tool in toolbox. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the fourth one I would point to would be just consumer advocacy. Actually, the, the new energy package, which, you know, a lot of people might not know, increases the amount of money that's set aside for the attorney general and other advocates to fight for you know, more affordable rates, better reliability, cleaner energy, environmental justice. In fact, it, it nearly doubles that amount of money currently that's set aside to do this, and it includes specific language encouraging environmental justice community organizations to be funded and engage in cases before the Public Service Commission. Oh, that is so great. Well, thank you so much, Michael Moody, the new president of the National Association of State Utility Consumer Advocates within the Attorney General's office. Again, this is Michigan's big show starring Michael Patrick Shields. With you today is Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan. Uh, We look forward to uh, the next segment, so please come back. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce, as we review some of the potentially damaging policy proposals on the Capitol docket this fall. We'll talk how a new coalition effort, GreatLakesGrowth.com, aims to change all of that. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Olivia Rodrigo and Billy Eilish are headed to Saturday Night Live, the show revealing the two pop stars will serve as the final musical guests of 2023. Rodrigo will perform on December 9th with host Adam Driver, and Eilish will take the stage on the 16th with hosting SNL alumnus Kate McKinnon. Prior to that, actress Emma Stone will take on hosting duties with Grammy-nominated musician Noah Kahn this Saturday. The domestic violence trial of Jonathan Majors is underway in New York City. The actor, who starred in films such as Creed Three and as Kang the Conqueror in multiple Marvel projects, faces accusations he harassed and assaulted his ex-girlfriend during an argument in a vehicle in Chinatown back in March. He denies the allegations and filed his own complaint against his ex, saying he was assaulted. He entered criminal court Wednesday with his attorneys arguing his celebrity status means the courtroom should be closed while an evidentiary matter is discussed to which the judge agreed. Jury selection and opening statements are expected to begin today. I'll be
77-year-old country music hall of famer and honorary Dallas Cowboys cheerleader is officially a rock star. Dolly Parton's highly anticipated rock star album is number one on this week's top rock and alternative albums chart and debuts at number three on the week's Billboard 200 album chart. Richie Sambora performs with Parton on the title track. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. But with you today is Mel Seifert uh, with AARP Michigan. Uh, it's so nice to be with you this morning. And next up, we have David Lorenz, who is the vice president of travel with the Michigan Economic Develop- Development Corporation. Forgive me. Good morning, David. Good morning, Mel, and soon to be one of the newest members of AARP. <laughs> so, so good morning. Good to talk to you. I, I saw that. Congratulations. You know, what a, well, a great next you. step. You know, everybody um, fails at retirement their first time. So yeah. I don't know if you well, thought about your yeah. next uh, your yeah, next step. Well, yeah, isn't that funny? Because you go 100 miles an hour for so long, you can't just stop. So right. I'm going to take a couple months completely off and just kind of travel around pure Michigan and spend more than two minutes at a place because that's what I've been doing for 21 years Yeah, and uh, truly soak it all in and really enjoy it like you should. And uh, then I, I will be doing some consulting work. So I already have some things lined up. I'm looking oh, forward to it. Well, we're excited to, to not have you take a complete break and just a pause, if you will. Yeah. So we, we yeah. appreciate that. So as you mentioned, you have 20 years of experience advocating for travel uh, here in this great state of Michigan. So, you know, talk to me about some of those favorite spots that you want to hit, uh, you know, come January 1st. Yeah, well, of course, come January 1st, it's wintertime, so I'm a big advocate for winter. I love winter, in fact, my favorite time of the year, and people always say, what? Well, it's true. I I love snow, and I love winter, and my wife, years ago, really introduced me to the joy of just, you know, walking through a beautiful, you know, forested area at wintertime, and, you know, the simple pleasures in pure Michigan that you can find there that really don't cost anything at all. That's the beautiful thing about Michigan, and you can find that, and so many places because we have some of the best state parks in the country and then all the others. So I just, you know, I live in the Grand Haven, Muskegon area. So we often will go to places like PJ Hoffmaster or the Muskegon State Park and just walk around. It's so good for you health-wise, mind-wise, and uh, doesn't cost anything either, except for that little passport that you want to support the state parks with. But, you know, Detroit, uh, I live on the other side of the state, but I never thought Detroit would become the great city that it is again mm-hmm. today as it is. And I love Detroit. I I see myself as a kind of Detroit wannabeer, you know, from the other <laughs> sure. side. Um, yeah, I was just there a couple of weeks ago for the tree lighting ceremony. And, you know, even at this time of year, you go to that campus marshes area, you know, that's that skating rink area. And you just look around and you say, my gosh, this is this is Detroit. What a what a cool place. I'm so proud of it. And then any time of the year you go there for the arts and the sports scene and the food scene, and it's just turned into such a cool, fun place. But then there were so many other places. Yeah. Name it. I cannot think of a place <laughs> I don't love in Michigan. It always kind of depends on my mood. Sure, sure. Uh, the big places, the small places, kind of the hidden gem places that maybe you haven't been to before or haven't been to for a long time. So I think about, you know, here you are in Lansing, 
you know, when's the last time people have been to downtown Lansing or Old Town? There's a lot going on there, and it's a lot of fun. And, and the kind of the other communities around there, I spent a lot of time in the Kalamazoo, Battle Creek area mm-hmm. because my son lives there. Love it. You know, cool places like um, go to a place um, like Gilmore Car Museum, the biggest car museum in North America. It's wow. right in our backyard. Oh my gosh, yeah, I had no idea. About, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's in a place that that nobody would even you know think about. You know, kind of in that Kalamazoo area, and of course, everybody knows the Henry Ford Museum sure. in Greenfield Village, our number one attraction. Did you know it's the most visited museum in the country under one roof? That's how wow. good it is. Wow. And then, of course, all the other very popular places around the state. There's, there's just so much to, to do and offer. And I'm a, also a Uper wannabe. So <laughs> Marquette, Sault Ste. Marie, you name it. Yeah, uh, we call it the purest of pure Michigan for so many reasons. Oh my gosh, beautiful, I was just place. yeah, I was just in Escanaba uh, doing um, a couple events up there uh, yesterday, actually. So um, definitely hit some snow on the way yeah. up, but uh, man, when I hit the Upper Peninsula, it was nothing but sunny skies. So it was so yeah, gorgeous. It, yeah, that's the thing. You know that that Gaylord Grayling area right now. I don't know. They got over a foot of snow. Yeah. I know treetops is already open. Uh, many of the other ski resorts are opening tomorrow. I can't wait. I'll be out there. Um, let's see. This, no, I can't. I, I'm not going out this weekend. So I, I have to go on a sales mission. Oh my! My gosh. last one of the of the of my career. But uh, as soon as I can, I'll be hitting the slopes as well. Maybe some fat tire biking, snowmobiling this winter, ice climbing, dog sledding. Get out there, folks. You'll love it if you just try it. So as far as travel is concerned here in this great state of Michigan, what are you seeing? I'm assuming summer is is more of an attraction for many of these outside visitors. But are you seeing kind of it leveling off that people are also coming here for winter or is summer still pretty much our our busiest season for, Uh, you know, outside residents coming in? Yeah, warm weather is certainly the biggest time of the year. Sure. People have that time. The kids are out of school, so they're traveling then. And um, so, you know, it, it's been great for us. But these last 21 years or so, you know, partially because I just love winter and I really wanted to really emphasize that and try to get other people to, to see that as a positive that it is. We're in this four-season environment. Mm-hmm. If you don't try to love it, you, you won't. You, know, you get what you, what you try to get out of life. If you don't open up your mind to the possibilities, you're going to be disappointed. So we have been promoting fall and winter, not just the warm weather months of spring and summer. And I think we've been very successful to telling the world that we have one of the most beautiful, spectacular, awesome, unbelievable fall experiences Absolutely. of nature's beauty available in the world. And people are discovering that. And then winter, we have one of the most uh, beautiful experiences for winter enthusiasts at an affordable rate. You know, yes. we don't have the Alps or the Rockies, but you can afford to experience winter here. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're doing fine year-round now, but we really do need to turn that attitude around, around yeah. winter. I understand the complications there, but, you know, Put on a pair of gloves and get outside. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your enthusiasm of this great state. I know that I love all of our seasons. That's why I live here. And I appreciate you, uh, David, for coming on this morning bright and early to talk about what great things Michigan has to offer. So, again, you're with us with Mike Michigan's Big Show with Michael Patrick Shields. And I am Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan. And stay tuned for our next segment on Christmas Trees.
Walking is associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. A new study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine shows brisk walking is linked to a nearly 40% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes later in life. The more time spent walking per day has been connected already to lower risk, but this study is different. It offers new information on speed and shows that those who walked at an average or normal pace only had a 15% lower risk compared to that 40% who walked briskly. The FDA is warning a Wisconsin company not to make hand sanitizer with the same equipment that it uses to make brake cleaner. The FDA last month sent a letter to Brentag Great Lakes informing the company that inspectors found significant violations during a tour of the company's plant. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Welcome back to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. And today for MPS, it is Mel Seifert of AARP Michigan. My name is Tony Cuthbert, and the latest auto reliability study from Consumer Reports finds Detroit's automakers did not perform well. The top five spots were taken by Lexus, Toyota, Mini, Acura, and Honda, while Buick was the best-performing domestic brand coming in at number 12 in the report. General Motors' Cadillac division placed 16th with Chevrolet at 20 and GMC at the 24th spot. Ford checked in at 22, Lincoln at 23rd. Ram truck division of Stellantis was 15th and Jeep at 26th. The survey was from a member that covers 20 areas of vehicle performance, which the publication then uses to predict reliability. Not sure what Tom Grifford drives, but he is the senior wealth advisor at Great Lakes Wealth. Find them at greatlakeswealth.us. Tom, if you want to answer that, have at it. If not, give us the numbers. Well, I will. I actually don't drive an electric vehicle uh, yet, <laughs> so I drive an Edge, Ford Edge. Nice. And uh, had that for a while, yeah. So I'll, I'll keep driving that for a little while and see what happens. But uh, appreciate that. And, yes, uh, on the markets, they were a little frozen yesterday, Tony, and they just could not find a clear direction. Uh, yesterday's closing prices were as follows. The Dow finished up 13.44 points to 35,430. The S&P 500 finished down 4.31 points to 4,550. The Nasdaq was down 23.27 points to 14,258. And it looks like this morning's futures were going to have some unthawing. The Dow is approximately up on 170 points. The S&P 500 is approximately up 11. The Nasdaq is approximately up 40. I'm looking at WTI crude oil is currently at $79.29. Comex Gold is currently at 2040 Bitcoin is currently at $37,700. It looks like a U.S. one-year treasury has a yield of approximately 5.14% this morning, Tony. So the temperatures are rising, according to Tom Griffor. What about J.P. Morgan Chase? They are warning inflation could rise more. And a recession is still possible. CEO Jamie Dimon said the New York Times uh, deal book summit, that's where he was yesterday in New York, that interest rates could continue to go up. He noted that governments across the world needing more money for their military is and to address energy crises would contribute to inflation. And Dimon said that while the U.S. labor market has been stable, inflation is hurting people. This is Michigan's Big Show.
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says a temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as National Security Advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold, and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate tonight. Nika Magajas reports. The 90-minute Hannity special will be a chance for each governor to present their radically different ideologies to a national audience. Fox News host Sean Hannity will moderate as Newsom and DeSantis spar about key issues, including the economy, abortion, gun control, immigration, and homelessness. The two political heavyweights will square off in Alpharetta, Georgia. It'll air on the Fox News channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Google's former CEO says that artificial intelligence could endanger humanity within the decade. In an interview during the Axios AI Plus Summit, Eric Schmidt said that AI development is similar to the development of nuclear weapons at the end of World War II. The dangers of AI, according to Schmidt, begin when the computer can start to make its own decision to do things, including discovering weapons. He said humanity would see the effects of AI within five to ten years, but many experts say it could be even just two to four years away. Meta offering more details about its advertising policies for the upcoming election cycle. The Facebook and Instagram parent will require advertisers to disclose whether they used artificial intelligence to create or alter a political or social issue ad. Also, new political ads will be blocked during the final week of the U.S. elections. Apple looking to end its credit card arrangement with Goldman Sachs. The plan is to wind down the partnership in the next 12 to 15 months. And electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. In for him today, trying to fill the big shoes that he always has, is Mel Seifert with ARP Michigan. Being a Christmas junkie, I guess a self-proclaimed Christmas junkie, I am beyond excited to have Tony Stefani, who is the president of the Michigan Christmas Tree Association on. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Getting ready to start the day. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure this is a very busy time of year for you. Yeah, for sure. So, as you know, you know, Christmas tree is season is upon us, and on top of that, I do have a full time job. Christmas trees is kind of the the side thing for me and my family. So, yeah, extra busy. <laughs> extra busy. Yeah. So, 
You know, what's the history of the Christmas tree? Why why do we go out into the woods and, and you know, cut down these variety of species of, of trees to put inside our house during the Christmas season? Well, my opinion is I think that people just want to come together around something festive during the season, right? So something that brings families together, going out, choosing that tree together, having those fun arguments with the kids <laughs> and grown-ups, you know, just, just finding something that's the centerpiece of of the season. <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid going out and my brother and I would fight, you know, blue spruce or, you know, like which one we're going to get. And my dad would always leave a hat on the Christmas tree of the one that we actually wanted to pick. And then we would lose his hat. And it was all, I totally hear you. It should bring families together, but sometimes it's quite divisive trying to figure out which tree you're going to pick. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I was reading a couple articles, you know, preparing for this, this conversation. And, you know, one of the things I read is that a lot of these uh, Christmas tree farms are having some issue with the uh, rapid growing deer population um, and them, you know, using these these awesome uh, uh, things of, of Christmas trees as as dinner and breakfast and lunch. So what are we doing to uh, maintain the demand for Christmas trees if they're, you know, kind of dwindling? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, just just put yourself in the deer shoes, right? Here is a nice blanket of snow covered field and you have all these nice little green tips sticking through, right? So it's just lunchtime for them and that's where most of the damage happens is, is the browse during the heavy winter months is you know you have that nice bud set and they come through and they just kind of eat that and looking for food so what are we doing um i mean for every one tree that's harvested even myself included we are planting uh, basically hedging your bets right if mm-hmm. you, you think the tree is going to go you plant you plant four or five trees in its place and hopefully you know just uh faith in numbers other options is it's a heavy investment, but to fence your whole property. Oh, wow. Uh, 10, ten foot fence. Some farms are doing it. Me personally, I I just plant more, right? Sure. Plant on it, and that's that's what you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I, I was shocked to see that, but not surprised by any means. Um so I was really also shocked to hear that, you know, Michigan is one of the top producers of Christmas trees. Yeah, we are uh, number three in the country behind Oregon and South Carolina. And we produce, I think, around two million trees a year. Um, you know, we have one of the top five farms in the country that sells about a million trees a year. And I think that's <laughs> unfathomable in my mind because I'm a small choose and cut farm. And <laughs> just, just, you know, really goes to show how big this industry really is. I think a fascinating part is with our Great Lakes, Michigan is actually able to grow the most diverse species of trees. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that is. That's very interesting. Um, and there's a little bit of controversy, right, between real trees versus fake trees as far as the fake trees, you know, not being as good, obviously, for our environment as as the real trees. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think uh, the American Christmas Tree Association, which kind of backs the artificial side, did a, uh, a study, and I think what their outcome was is if a user drives more than 50 miles, then um, the fake tree is more environmental, uh, environmentally friendly. Um, of course, my opinion is that the real tree is more environmentally friendly. I think one big thing with real trees is that during that 10-year cycle, you know, you think that that tree is producing the oxygen, giving habitat to, you know, nature and the wildlife. So I think the a real thing is always better than something synthetically 
done inside a manufacturing plant. Yeah. And you think you're buying a tree that is, you know, local and supporting your own country versus something that's shipped from overseas. Yeah, I was just going to say, so most fake trees, around 85% in the U.S., are imported from China. And almost 10 million fake trees were sold worldwide in 2003. Uh, and this is actually tracked by the U.S. Commerce Department. So they, they track the importation of fake trees into uh, the United States, which, you know, is is mind-boggling to me. That's, that's rather shocking. Um, you know, and I was reading up as well to talk about this, and, it, it, you know, these these... Tree farms are also quite the economic driver as far as providing um, employment for for many Michiganders here. Yeah, um, we employ local high schoolers, right, to run the shake and bale, drive the tractors, local farmers. You know, these you give them a, a you know a taste of real life. You know, high schoolers, football players. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. So you know, one of the the controversies i wouldn't i'm not controversies but the the give and take of of real versus fake is you know there's there's risk of potential fires if you're not properly caring for your tree um can you talk to that a little bit about what the the do's and don'ts are of of having a real christmas tree yeah for sure so you know you're you're cutting it and when you bring it in the house it thinks the the tree thinks it's springtime right so it's going to say hey time to grow and start bringing up water so during those first few weeks, a lot of water, right? It's, it's going to stabilize out, but you don't want that tree to dry out and uh, increase the risk, you know. Um, so how often should water. we be watering our Christmas trees? So keeping it full at all times? Um, yeah, for the first couple of weeks, I do it a couple times a day. I notice that it, it sucks it up. And then it kind of flattens out where, you know, check it twice a day during the first week and then, um, check it every day after that. Great. And then what's the lifespan of a Christmas tree inside of your house? You know, I've had, I did a little YouTube video on this actually of the different types of trees that I grow and which one grows the longest. And there are some that will last, you know, five, six weeks inside the house. Okay. And I've had customers sending me pictures of the tree actually starting to put on its new growth in February. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. So it's it's pretty interesting. I think every tree is kind of unique in that that way. So we started this segment talking about the controversy of picking your favorite Christmas tree. You know, everybody has their own opinion. But as a consumer, what should you look for when you're out into that tree farm for a tree? Yeah, if, you're going, if you're going to a choosing cup farm, you know that that tree is as fresh as it's going to get, right? Still inside the still still attached to its root system. If you're on the lot, you know, check the needles, make sure it's not dry, make sure it looks healthy, give it a shake. If you see a lot of needles falling off, obviously you don't want something that's been kind of dried out that way. Um, you know, just, just kind of pick the one that you like the best. So ending this segment, I have to ask you, what's your favorite species of Christmas tree? Ooh, I like them all. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing that I do on my farm is I want to give everyone a unique experience and choice, right? I think there are some that look exactly the same, and I don't want to grow those trees. I want you to look at a tree and say, wow, that one looks different than this one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony Stefani, the president of the Michigan Christmas Tree Association. This is Mel Seifert hosting the Michael Patrick Shields Big Show. Uh, Stay tuned for our next segment.
Over the years, I've witnessed how our city has grown and become stronger as a community by supporting each other and extending a helping hand to our neighbors. I believe great companies can have the same kind of positive influence within our community. These are the kind of companies you can count on to give you the very best while serving a purpose that makes a bigger impact. Like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. Over its 84 years, Blue Cross has been ready to help its members live their fullest, healthiest lives with the largest network of doctors and hospitals and coverage in every zip code. But the Blue Cross impact goes beyond. It's felt by thousands of uninsured people who benefit from the Blue Cross support of community clinics, by hundreds of thousands of kids whose health has been improved by more than 1,100 Michigan schools, and by expectant parents benefiting from the efforts of Blue Cross to reduce maternal health disparities. For 84 years, Blue Cross has been ready to help everyone in Michigan, and that work literally is life-changing. To learn more, visit mibluesperspectives.com. For more than 60 years, Dean Transportation and Dean Trailways have connected students to learning, public schools to our communities, sports teams to their championships, and you to a purpose-filled career. As the official ground transportation provider of Spartan Athletics, Dean Trailways is the state's premier motor coach provider, connecting you to pure Michigan experiences. To learn more about group travel and to join the Dean team as our next champion driver, visit DeanJobs.com today. That's DeanJobs.com. This is Chris Buck with Michigan Reimagined Podcast. And when it comes to managing your finances and planning for your future, I suggest you contact my friends at Wagoner Financial. Whether you're just getting started, getting ready to retire, or anywhere in between, Wagoner Financial can help you make smart financial decisions. Don't navigate a complex problem on your own. Wagoner has the expertise to help you feel confident that you're making the right financial choices. Contact an advisor by calling 517-853-3367 or visit their website at wagoner-financial.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages and subject to the terms of the agreement. Electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. Brian Shook has the story. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. It found that EVs are nearly 80% more likely to have issues than conventional vehicles. That includes problems with electric drive motors, charging, and batteries. Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher at Consumer Reports said that could be attributed to growing pains because the cars are based on new technology. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ends today finishing up what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration called an above-normal season. Mark Nayfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning and welcome to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. Obviously, I am not Michael Patrick Shields. I am Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan, guest hosting for Michael this morning. It's so great to be with you all and to continue on with the holiday cheer. We just had the Michigan Association of Christmas Trees on. We're now going to switch a little bit um, and talk about giving back. And with us today, we have First Sergeant Jason Werbel uh, with Toys for Tots. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, ma'am. It's uh, uh, Ruble's last name. Oh, uh, Ruble, forgive me. Thank you for correcting me. That's okay. That's all right. 
Um, as you said, I'm the, the, the director for the uh, the Lansing, Michigan Toys for Todd's area, and uh, we serve Eaton and Ingham County. Thank you for having me on this morning, man. Oh, that's so great. No, thank you for being here today. I was uh, just up in the UP uh, doing a an actual a veteran event. ARP is very connected to our veteran population. I want to make sure that we are connecting them to their, their benefits that they've earned through their service. So um, as I was heading back, I, I stopped at a, a great restaurant in, in Gaylord, and they had a, a Toys for Tots box there. Um, and so it just sparked my interest about, you know, your organization and, and, and how this all began. What's the history of Toys for Tots? So in uh, in post-World War II, ma'am, there was a Marine Major's wife um, who was kind of concerned, who she was concerned about Gold Star families. So families where, you know, the fathers didn't return yeah. from war. And uh, she she wanted to make sure that each one of them in their in their area, which was in California when it started, um, that, that they could provide for their children. So it started off with a, a Marine's wife, and they were hand-making dolls. And then from there, the, the program just grew, uh, and the Marine Corps unofficially adopted it, but it spread throughout the Marine Corps. And, and uh, just a couple years ago, um, and we've been doing it for a long, long time, but um, the Secretary of the Navy wrote it into policy that it's an official Marine Corps program. So uh, every year, starting October 1st and going on through the holidays, um, we collect toys around the nation. Just Just last year, um, just for the Lansing program itself, we collected 42,977 toys, and uh, that serviced 5,606 children. So an amazing program does does a, does a ton for the community, uh, and the outpour from the Lansing community is just, just amazing. Michigan in general, but just the area that I'm in charge of, I can speak directly to, it's uh, very heartwarming. Oh, that is that is incredible. And just the the altruism of wanting to give back and give to people who may have something that less fortunate than you yourself. So I just, I love this program. Um, I love that the Marines have taken it on and just ran with it. I think that's just so incredible. Um, you know, we, we see these boxes in stores, you know, we, we, we provide gifts for, for children and those kind of things, but what are other ways that we can get involved with this program? So, so you can donate, as you said, you can donate a toy when you see a box, or you can get online in, in, uh, at www.toysfortots.org. Hop on there, go down to search for your, your area. So you'll search for Michigan, then you'll search for your county or your city. And right there it gives you the option to, to donate if you don't have the availability to drop off a toy. Um, you can donate money online. Um, you can become a drop site, so you can request a box and, uh, and become a drop site. You can host an event. Um, or you can even donate your time. If you can't afford, uh, you know, to, to donate some toys or some money, you can go on there and donate your time, and it'll give you the exact directions on how to do that. Um, so there's there's plenty of options. There's re- I don't hate to say it, but there's really no reason to not give to a less fortunate family this year, Mel. Absolutely. That's so incredible. So, you know, you had mentioned about uh, becoming a drop site. Um, you had mentioned events. So what do these events look like? So they're they're different events, but two of the ones I'll give you an example. Uh, this this Saturday, this coming Saturday, we have at Potter Park. It's a it's an event called Zoo Lights, and instead of charging uh, admission to get into the park, um, they they're just, if you donate a toy, that's your admission right there. So it's in a, that is a really good event for us. They they year after year collect so many so many toys for us for the kiddos in the Lansing area. Uh, another event that we're doing is the uh, Meyer uh, Regrand op- opening on Saginaw Street, and that'll be Saturday the 2nd at 1100 as well. So we're going to go there, uh, cut a ribbon. We'll have some boxes out there to donate toys, and then Meyer themselves, who's one of our, our, our best uh, um, donators to the program, is uh, they're donating $2,000 from that specific uh, Meyers right there. So um, 
you, it, but if you're an individual, so we have some folks that host just holiday parties, and they, they request the Marines, you know, make a presence, and that's gone since October 1st until now. Uh, but as the season's winding down and we're collecting toys, um, we only have a few events left, and those are, those are our most recent two now. Oh, that's so incredible. I know that we have been to the Potter Park Zoo uh, Lights. It's a great event and what a great opportunity to give back and also enjoy uh, the holiday season at a local establishment like our Potter Park Zoo. So I love that idea. Um, So you just mentioned the two events that you have coming up. You mentioned your website um, about how you can become, uh, get a box and, and host an event and all those great things. Are you doing anything year around to to promote the toys for tots program or other things that you're doing in the community or is this just pretty much specific to to the holiday season it's specific to the holiday season though because uh the the folks the the marines that run these programs uh are active duty marines and their their primary purpose is to ensure that the reserve marines from their area are man trained and equipped Uh, in addition to that they do funeral honors details and a bunch of other stuff i don't want to bore you with so the program the program starts on October 1st and, and, as I said, goes into December 19th when we, when we hand out our last toy. Um, we certainly won't stop, though, if, I'm re- if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, I'd like to do an event in July. Um, I, I would more, be more than happy to get out there and, uh, and start spreading the word a little bit earlier because that, that just generates more toys for the kids in the area. And then as we wrap up, I want you to provide me with what it looks like if you're doing on-site volunteering. What kind of uh, work would you be doing? Um, and, uh, you know, just what's the program look like for that? Yes, ma'am. And, and to start off that as well, just kind of in line with it, is uh, if you know a family in need for this Christmas in, in Eaton or Ingham County, go to www.saangeltree.org, and you can sign that family up to uh, for a time slot to go and, and and pick out toys for Christmas for their kids. Um, but if but if you are uh, if if you're volunteering your time as the, uh, the the collection and distribution goes on, you're going to go to 3305 South Pennsylvania Avenue to the uh, to the Salvation Army's warehouse. That's where we do our collection and that's where we do our distribution. Um, you'll go there. Uh, some folks check folks into the door and make sure that they meet the appropriate time slot that they signed up for. But in the back is where the magic happens. You- Well, thank you so much. There are so many great things that happen during the holiday season. So I want to thank the first sergeant for the Toys for Tots. This is Mel Seifert, guest hosting, forgive me, for the Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. This is Chris Buck with the Michigan Reimagined Podcast. When it comes to creating commercial and residential spaces, there's no one I trust more than my friends at the Forsberg Real Estate Company. Brent and his team take a holistic approach to creating an environment that suits your needs while creating a foundation for a prosperous community. Since the 1950s, Forsberg has been a name to trust if you're looking to partner on a project, occupy a great space to live or work. Reach out to my friends at Forsberg Real Estate Company by calling 517-349-9330 or check out their website at lansingrealestate.com. The Cowboys and Seahawks battle tonight at AT&T Stadium. Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III doubtful due to an oblique injury. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers returned to practice, albeit on a limited basis yesterday, just 11 weeks after undergoing surgery to repair 
a torn Achilles. Browns elevated QB Joe Flacco to QB2 ahead of Sunday's road game against the Rams as rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Police in Newport Beach, California, conducting an investigation involving allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with a minor. On the court, Magic torched the Wizards for their eighth straight win, now just a win away from tying their longest win streak in franchise history. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss after getting crushed by the Lakers, 133-107. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Welcome back to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields in today for MPS. And by the way, we will be checking in with MPS in about an hour, so stay tuned for that. But today we have Melissa Seifert of AARP Michigan. My name is Tony Cuthbert, and let's talk some sports. Oh boy, and we start at the LCA in downtown Detroit, where the Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss. They were crushed by LeBron James and the Lakers, 133-107. Cade Cunningham scored a team-high 15 points for Detroit. They've dropped to 2-16 and on the season. Right back at it again tonight as they visit the Knicks tonight at MSG. That's where the Red Wings were last night. Take on the New York Rangers, and unfortunately, their three-game winning streak is over. 3-2 loss to that team Moritz Sider and Robbie Fabry scored for the Wings. They slipped to 11-7-3 and three on the season. They're coming back home, so we're taking the court away, and we got ice tonight at LCA, and the Chicago Blackhawks will be in town. The Lions continue to prepare for their showdown with the Saints on Sunday in New Orleans. They look to bounce back from that Thanksgiving Day loss to the Packers, so they've had an extended break. Detroit leads the NFC North at 8-3, and three. Also had some roster news yesterday. They opened the practice window for rookie quarterback Hendon Hooker. The team has 21 days to activate him if they indeed want to do that. Week 13 of the NFL season has officially arrived, though. The fun kicks off with Thursday night football tonight. Half-decent game for once. The Seattle Seahawks visit the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are vying for postseason contention as each side currently sits in an NFC wildcard spot. How about some golf? We have that today, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of eyes on it because Tiger Woods is making his return, believe it or not. Victor Hovland will be looking to defend his title when the Hero World Challenge tees off from the Bahamas this afternoon. It's a smaller field, and Tiger Woods will be playing for the first time since withdrawing from the third round of the Masters back in April. He's 47 years old. I think his 48th birthday is just around the corner. He's going to be paired up with his good buddy Justin Thomas in the first round. You can watch this on the Golf Channel and then again on NBC throughout the weekend. That is a look at sports brought to you by Dean Transportation. 
This is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields, always available on our website, mibigshow.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages and subject to the terms of the agreement. Electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. Brian Shook has the story. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. It found that EVs are nearly 80% more likely to have issues than conventional vehicles. That includes problems with electric drive motors, charging, and batteries. Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher at Consumer Reports said that could be attributed to growing pains because the cars are based on new technology. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ends today, finishing up what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration called an above-normal season. Mark Nafield, NBC News Radio. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will return to Israel and the West Bank this week with the goal of extending a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. It will be Blinken's third trip to the region since Hamas launched a brutal attack on Israel in early October. House Republicans are ramping up their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer told reporters yesterday that several committees are going to interview members of the Biden family and their associates over the next few months. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. Biden has denied the allegations. And Henry Kissinger is dead at the age of 100. The former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973. That's politics. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says a temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold, and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate tonight. Nika Magajas reports. 
The 90-minute Hannity special will be a chance for each governor to present their radically different ideologies to a national audience. Fox News host Sean Hannity will moderate as Newsom and DeSantis spar about key issues, including the economy, abortion, gun control, immigration, and homelessness. The two political heavyweights will square off in Alpharetta, Georgia. It'll air on the Fox News channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Apple is looking to end its partnership with Goldman Sachs. Silvana Anau has more. A source telling CNBC that the tech giant proposed to end the partnership with the bank in the next 12 to 15 months. The move would mean that Apple needs to find a new financial partner for its credit card, the Apple Card, and for its high-yield savings account. The partnership was extended a year ago through 2029. Goldman declined to comment. With many families feeling financial pressure, avoiding unnecessary holiday spending becomes more acute. Rebecca Hughes explains. Family finance expert Elizabeth Kiss says holiday spending can be like an addiction, so it's important to make a list, plan a budget, but most importantly, base those decisions on this question. What is the minimum that we need to have a joyous holiday? For most people, it's way less than what they're actually thinking they need to do. She says the biggest mistake people make every year is thinking they can use credit temporarily. I'm just going to write it out until February when I can file my income tax and then I use the majority of the refund, put on my credit card bill. I may not always pay it all off. I've been still paying my credit card from the last two holidays. I'm Rebecca Hughes. Meta is offering more details about its advertising policy for the coming election cycle. Matt Mattinson has the story. The Facebook and Instagram parent will require advertisers to disclose whether they used artificial intelligence to create or alter a political or social issue ad. Also, new political ads will be blocked during the final week of the U.S. elections. J.P. Morgan Chase is warning that inflation could rise more and a recession is still possible. CEO Jamie Dimon said at the New York Times Deal Book Summit in New York City that interest rates could continue to go up. He noted that governments across the world are needing more money for their militaries and to address energy concerns, and that would contribute to inflation. Dimon said that while the U.S. labor market has been stable, inflation is hurting people. Consumer and Business News, Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. The Cowboys and Seahawks battle tonight at AT&T Stadium. Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III doubtful due to an oblique injury. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers returned to practice, albeit on a limited basis yesterday, just 11 weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a torn Achilles. Browns elevated QB Joe Flacco to QB2 ahead of Sunday's road game against the Rams as rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Police in Newport Beach, California, conducting an investigation involving allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with a minor. On the court, magic torched the Wizards for their eighth straight win, now just a win away from tying their longest win streak in franchise history. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss after getting crushed by the Lakers, 133-107. That's sports. Ronda Moss, NBC News Radio. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will return to Israel and the West Bank this week with the goal of extending a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. It will be Blinken's third trip to the region since Hamas launched a brutal attack on Israel in early October. House Republicans are ramping up their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. 
Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer told reporters yesterday that several committees are going to interview members of the Biden family and their associates over the next few months. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. Biden has denied the allegations. And Henry Kissinger is dead at the age of 100. The former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973. That's politics. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. With you today is Mel Seifert, Associate State Director for Government Affairs for AARP Michigan. Next up, I have with us John Scott, who is the Retirement Savings Project Director at the Pew Charitable Trust. John, good morning. Good morning, Mel. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, today we're here to talk about retirement savings. You know, this is one of the bread and butter issues of AARP, and I think it's going to be a major issue for a lot of Michigan uh, residents, hopefully in this upcoming year. Uh, You know, what we do know is that nearly 1.7 million workers here in Michigan don't have access to any type of employer-provided retirement savings account. Um, That's a very shocking statistics when you think that that's roughly half of Michigan's private sector work. Workforce. And I know this is also one of your bread and butter issues at, at Pew. So uh, tell us more about this and, and what we can do. Sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And you're right. This is a really critical issue, uh, not just for Michiganders, but for everybody across the country. We're seeing that people don't have access to retirement plans at their jobs. And that makes it really difficult for them to for, uh, secure a, a healthy and um, economically viable retirement. So this is really a critical issue for us. We've done a lot of research and um, really happy to talk more about it for you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we always do when we're out into the community and we're talking about, you know, options for saving for retirement um, is that you're never too young. You're never too old to save for retirement. You know, it's something that you just need to do to make sure that you have the life that you want to live, um, you know, post that employment phase. Um, another shocking statistic uh, is that workers are 15 times more likely uh, to save for retirement if they can use a payroll deduction. Um, so I know other states around um, the country have been introducing uh, this retirement savings option in partnership with, with small business organizations. Um, share more about that. Yeah, there are 15 states that, are, uh, that have passed legislation that would create a statewide retirement savings pool 
These are public-private partnerships where the state provides some oversight, but they're largely managed by private financial firms, much like your 529 college savings plans that I think every state, including Michigan, has. And the basic idea is that if you don't have a retirement plan at your job, you would be enrolled into this statewide savings program. With You could opt out at any time, but if, if you don't, you start saving. And as you noted, Mel, this really benefits a lot of young workers. They often don't have benefits at their jobs when they're starting out. Um, a lot of workers of color, uh, we know from research, uh, don't have retirement benefits. So it really gets people into the saving system. You know, if they move to another job that does have a 401k plan or some other retirement plan provided by the employer, you know, they keep their retirement account from the state. It's, it's an IRA, an individual retirement account. So it follows them from job to job. So they can always contribute to it later. But it's meant to make sure that there are no gaps uh, in the, the history of the workers as they move across their careers, that they will always have an opportunity to save whether they have a plan at their job or not. So you had mentioned there's over a dozen other states that have implemented some type of this retirement savings option. Um, can you uh, give us an example of one state that has been successful in implementing this and, and, and what the outcomes have been for uh, that state's retirees and residents? Yeah, so I think it's important to know that these are relatively new. The mm-hmm. first state to start enrolling savers uh, was Oregon in 2017. So that's only about six years ago. Um, We now have California, Colorado, Illinois, Connecticut, Virginia, and Maryland are all up and running today, enrolling uh, uh, workers in their program, and people are actively saving. And across those seven states uh, that are running today, um, over 750,000 workers are saving. They've amassed, in total, uh, a billion dollars. And on average, workers are saving about $160 or so a month, depending on what state they're in. And so while it's relatively new, workers are uh, developing uh, uh, savings. And, you know, the nice thing about these programs, if workers have an emergency, if they have a crisis, they can access the funds. And we've seen that during the pandemic in Oregon, for example, people were able to withdraw some of their money, um, you know, especially when uh, the state went into lockdown in March of 2020. But once things improved, they kept saving. So, it's both sort of a long-term retirement account, but if they need the funds uh, for a crisis, they have access to it. Oh, that's incredible. Um, you know, one of the things is this seems like one of those perfect situations. You know, we know that uh, through research that the state of Michigan uh, could possibly save or help people save $81.7 million um, um, through the need for less public assistance. You know, when they start saving for retirement, like you just said, they can draw on these retirement savings that they have in case of emergency or even utilize that into their retirement. Um, and it also, we know that, you know, small businesses um, support this issue. Over 81% of a, of a poll that we did, um, ARP, of, of recent small businesses said that, yeah, this is something that we would like to see. Um, you know, not only as a talent driver here in Michigan, having just passed the um, uh, retirement uh, tax uh, repeal, uh, and then also allowing individuals to save for retirement, it does seem like a win-win. Um, you know, some of the conversations that I have had is, you know, this is an option for individuals right now. They can just go into their bank and open up an IRA. So so what do you have to say to those individuals who say that? Well, I, 
I want to just really quickly go back to the point about small business because I think that's an important one. You know, some people would say, well, why doesn't business just offer the retirement benefit? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of for a lot of small business owners, they are often priced out of the market. They can't afford a retirement plan like a four hundred one k like their bigger, larger corporate uh, competitors can do. So, you know, it's not that they don't want to, right. uh, but, they, but they just can't afford it uh, as a small business owner. So I think that's one important point to note. So it's not, not a surprise that that AARP survey showed strong business support. But to your other question, uh, it's a lot for someone to go down, you know, either online or go down to their bank. You know, they have to figure out, okay, what kind of retirement vehicle should I set up? Is it an IRA or something else? What kind of investments? How much should I save? And then once they get all that set up, they have to then cut a check or you know transfer the money to the account. That's a lot for a lot of folks. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a big cognitive load uh, for them. So you know what these programs do, much like uh, employer-sponsored retirement plans, they make it easy. It's all payroll-based, as you noted. People are enrolled in the program with the option to opt out. So it just makes savings easier. It gets people into the system. And, you know, it uses inertia. People know they, they should save, so, but they, you know, don't take those affirmative steps, as, right. as I just said. Right. So get, these programs get them into the system and keep them in the system. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John Scott, for being on today. Uh, who is the Retirement Savings Project Director at the Pew Charitable Trust? I'm sure we'll be hearing more of us over at the Capitol trying to get this uh, going so that Michiganders can have access to secure retirement. Uh, again, this is Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. And with you today is Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan. On each episode of My Business Matters, the Michigan Chamber podcast, a Michigan Chamber team member will sit down with a special guest or guests who are influential employers, policymakers, and leaders here in Michigan. We'll discuss relevant, timely issues affecting our state's economy, workforce, and our communities. We'll help foster pragmatic problem solving, and we'll do it with civility. Each episode is 15 to 20 minutes in length, just long enough to get the key updates and hear those important conversations while being short enough to listen on your commute or that break during your day. Check out our latest episode hosted by me, Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce, as we review some of the potentially damaging policy proposals on the Capitol docket this fall. We'll talk how a new coalition effort, GreatLakesGrowth.com, aims to change all of that. Like and subscribe to My Business Matters podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just search MI Business Matters. Until we connect next time on My Business Matters, I'm Jim Holcomb, President and CEO of the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. Tomorrow is happening right now. Today, more than ever, the world needs safe, secure, sustainable, and affordable sources of energy. That's why Enbridge is advancing new technologies to reduce emissions, like carbon capture and hydrogen power. By putting in the work today, we're bridging to a cleaner energy future. Tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. 
Olivia Rodrigo and Billy Eilish are headed to Saturday Night Live, the show revealing the two pop stars will serve as the final musical guests of 2023. Rodrigo will perform on December 9th with host Adam Driver, and Eilish will take the stage on the 16th with host and SNL alumnus Kate McKinnon. Prior to that, actress Emma Stone will take on hosting duties with Grammy-nominated musician Noah Kahn this Saturday. The domestic violence trial of Jonathan Majors is underway in New York City. The actor, who starred in films such as Creed III and as Kang the Conqueror in multiple Marvel projects, faces accusations he harassed and assaulted his ex-girlfriend during an argument in a vehicle in Chinatown back in March. He denies the allegations and filed his own complaint against his ex, saying he was assaulted. He entered criminal court Wednesday with his attorneys arguing his celebrity status means the courtroom should be closed while an evidentiary matter is discussed to which the judge agreed. Jury selection and opening statements are expected to begin today. A 77-year-old country music hall of famer and honorary Dallas Cowboys cheerleader is officially a rock star. Dolly Parton's highly anticipated rock star album is number one on this week's top rock and alternative albums chart and debuts at number three on the week's Billboard 200 album chart. Richie Sambora performs with Parton on the title track. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. With you today is Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan. So next up, we have the Assistant Attorney General, Darren Fowler, with us uh, to talk about a new press release that was just sent out by the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, about wise charitable giving alert. Good morning, Darren. Oh, good morning, Mel. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being on. You know, ARP has been in the business for a long time uh, trying to prevent fraud from our membership. But what I found really shocking when I was, you know, reading up on on this issue is that a majority, over 76% of U.S. consumers have experienced some type of fraud. And the younger consumers are experiencing fraud more than the older age groups. Uh, 18 to 34 uh, looks like 81% are are kind of falling victims of fraud. So share with us about this charitable giving alert and, and what people should be aware of. Oh, certainly, Mel. Right now, I mean, during the holiday season is when a lot of us are really kind of getting into the spirit, feeling generous, and wanting to give money to good organizations that help people. And so that's why, you know, the Attorney General did this alert now to help teach people best practices in donating money. Uh, The alert is available on the Attorney General's website, a new consumer protection laws uh, website just launched last week at michigan.gov forward slash consumer protection. And really, when we're, you know, donating money, just like when we are buying goods and services as consumers, it's about using the best practices and getting informed how to do it right. So what are some of those best practices to make sure that you're not falling victim to these fraudulent uh, charitable givings? 
Well, uh, starting at a very basic level, it's getting more information. And, you know, frankly, how much information you're going to need or want in making a donation is kind of proportional to how much money you're giving away. When you're out doing holiday shopping right now and somebody's asking you for a few dollars out on the street for an organization, take a moment and ask a few basic questions like, you know, what is the address and phone number of your charity? And, more importantly, what are you going to do with this money I'm going to give you? If somebody's not willing to take time and answer those questions, or if they don't even know the answers, it's probably not somebody you really want to be giving away your money to. And if you're giving away more money, um, larger donations, you're going to want to have more information. That may mean when you're talking to a telemarketer on the telephone, asking them to send you information in the mail about the organization. Good charities are going to do that. Or it may mean doing more research, and that's where the Attorney General's alert really is helpful. It helps uh, teach us all some of the questions that we should be asking when we're giving away our hard-earned money, and it provides itself links to other resources to help do research on a charity that you are thinking about to make sure that, yes, this is a legitimate charity that I really want to be giving my money to. So in addition to to charities, you know, you're going to see probably, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, an uptick in, in places like Amazon and, you know, other online shopping places uh, creating, fr- not they're not going to create the fraudulent, but the, the other person is going to create some kind of fraudulent website uh, to make you, you know, put in your information again. Um, you know, I always tell members that come up to me that, you know, fall victim of, of, a fraud is that, you know, the urgency, if there's an urgency there, you know, take a step, pause and maybe do some more research. Do you have anything to add to that? Absolutely. Uh, anyone who's pressuring you or wants to rush a transaction, whether it's you know, selling you something or asking you to give up your money, there's a reason they may be trying to rush you. And your best play is to take a step back, say, hey, no, I need more time to think about this. Do research. Just because a company is on the Amazon marketplace or the Walmart marketplace doesn't mean it's legitimate. Those are third-party platforms where anybody can get the opportunity to sell things. And just because they're collecting money doesn't always mean they're going to send you what you're looking at on your computer screen. So uh, you want to check out uh, resources like the Better Business Bureau. Make sure there aren't a lot of complaints against that company. And uh, the Attorney General's Consumer Protection website is a great resource to get information and just more tips about buying goods and services as well as you know how to make uh, wise decisions in donating money. So I think it's really important that, you know, we all come together during this holiday season. And if you have been, you know, a victim of fraud or notice something that seems a little fishy, uh, that you should report it. So how does one go about reporting uh, this fraudulent activity, whether it be through, uh, you know, a fake charity or a fake business? Uh, what's the process for that? Uh, we have a complaint form set up on the Attorney General's Consumer Protection website. Again, that's Michigan.go 
gov forward slash consumer protection. And for people out there who just aren't comfortable going online and filling out a complaint form like that, if it's a charitable scam, you can reach out and give us a call at 517-335-7571, and uh, we'll take the information that way. The important thing is, you know, to get that information to us, and you can send us a letter in the mail if that's the easiest way for you to do it. Uh, But the Attorney General's office needs that information in order to pursue it. But always, the best thing is to not get scammed or taken advantage of in the first place, and that's where we really want to encourage people to be proactive. Visit the Consumer Protection website and learn how to protect yourself before you lose that money because it's hard and sometimes impossible to get it back once it's gone. Yeah, a lot of these individuals who are, you know, scam artists have been doing this for quite some time and are very good at deceiving uh, the general public. So if you would just mind in the last few seconds we have here sharing those websites again and that phone number. Absolutely. The website, michigan.gov forward slash consumer protection, all one word. And the phone number, area code 517-335-7571. Oh, Darren Fowler, thank you so much. The Assistant Attorney General, uh, we appreciate all this great information. It's so important to protect your your money and your nest egg. And, you know, don't become victim of the holiday season because it tugs at your heartstring. Do your due diligence. Do the research. Use those websites. Uh, but please stay safe out there. And thank you so much, Darren. Again, this is Melissa Seifert, guest hosting the Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. Google's former CEO says that artificial intelligence could endanger humanity within the decade. In an interview during the Axios AI Plus Summit, Eric Schmidt said that AI development is similar to the development of nuclear weapons at the end of World War II. The dangers of AI, according to Schmidt, begin when the computer can start to make its own decision to do things, including discovering weapons. He said humanity would see the effects of AI within five to ten years, but many experts say it could be even just two to four years away. Meta offering more details about its advertising policies for the upcoming election cycle. The Facebook and Instagram parent will require advertisers to disclose whether they used artificial intelligence to create or alter a political or social issue ad. Also, new political ads will be blocked during the final week of the U.S. elections. Apple looking to end its credit card arrangement with Goldman Sachs. The plan is to wind down the partnership in the next 12 to 15 months. And electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Welcome back to Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. In today for MPS, it is Mel Seifert of AARP Michigan. My name is Tony Cuthbert. Let's bring in friend of the show, Trevor Takach, the president of Traverse City Tourism, also the president of the Michigan Association of Convention and Visitors Bureaus. Trevor, how are you today? Doing well. Good morning. So this is a massive weekend in northern Michigan. It seems like just about all of the major resorts are opening and folks can hit the slopes. I'm sure it's on your itinerary, right? This is so exciting. I actually just bought my pass uh, yesterday for Crystal Mountain, who will be opening on uh, Friday uh, tomorrow. So this is really good news. It seemed like snow is never going to fall, and I know some people are like, that's great. But for those of us who really enjoy the outdoor activities and like cozying up by a, a fire with the snow falling outside, we finally got our wish. 
What is the environment like at, let's say, a Crystal Mountain tomorrow on opening day? It's like opening day of the baseball season. All the glitz, the glamour, the fun. Is it similar at a resort like Crystal? Yeah, it'll be super intense. It's really cool there because they'll have music playing. They have live bands, indoors, outdoors, all kinds of energy, you know. And, and you know, it, they open up phase by phase. So it's going to be just a lot of people, you know, with a lot of excitement about being out there for the first time. All ages, all experience levels. It'll be a blast, man. It'll be a party. So you're seasoned at the sport. I've been skiing one time in my life. Want to get back into it? Is there any tips that you would have for somebody like me, or let's say if I have a five-year-old child, is that something that would uh, be worth trying for a young person? Oh, a hundred percent. And that's the cool thing about places like Crystal Mountain. It's it's so accessible. They've got one of those magic carpet deals. You can put on the skis, go over into you know the beginners area, go up that magic carpet. So you don't even have to grab a tow rope or anything. Takes you right up the hill. You ski onto it, get up to the top, and they have instructors there to help you too. So it's I know a lot of people get nervous about this. It's really accessible. There's a lot of different opportunities. Not all of them are black diamond hard hills. <laughs> lot, lot to offer at Crystal Mountain there. And even beyond the skiing and the snowboarding, there's so much more to do at these different resorts. But at Crystal, I know the fat tire biking is a massively fun thing that people like to get into. It, it's super cool. And you don't have to own a fat tire bike. They rent them there. And you can. a, a favorite trip of mine is hopping on that fat tire and going over and uh, to Ironfish Distillery, which is just a couple miles away from there, and it's a fabulous destination. Lots of fun. That sounds like, well, it might be on my weekend plans. I don't know. If not, it's going to happen sometime soon. He is Trevor Takach with Traverse City Tourism. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says a temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as National Security Advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold, and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate tonight. Nika Magajas reports. The 90-minute Hannity special will be a chance for each governor to present their radically different ideologies to a national audience. Fox News host Sean Hannity will moderate as Newsom and DeSantis spar about key issues, including the economy, abortion, gun control, immigration, and homelessness. The two political heavyweights will square off in Alpharetta, Georgia. It'll air on the Fox News channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. 
Walking is associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. A new study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine shows brisk walking is linked to a nearly 40% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes later in life. The more time spent walking per day has been connected already to lower risk, but this study is different. It offers new information on speed and shows that those who walked at an average or normal pace only had a 15% lower risk compared to that 40% who walked briskly. The FDA is warning a Wisconsin company not to make hand sanitizer with the same equipment that it uses to make brake cleaner. The FDA last month sent a letter to Brentag Great Lakes informing the company that inspectors found significant violations during a tour of the company's plant. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. morning and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. With you today is Mel Seifert, uh, the Associate State Director for Government Affairs for AARP Michigan. And I am beyond excited to have the very special Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson with us. So welcome Secretary of State. Good morning. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for being on. So this summer we saw, you know, some major changes to the way Michiganders are going to be voting in this upcoming election. And I just wanted to have you on, you know, coming up uh, on, on an election season. You know, what can we expect? What were these changes to Michigan's laws? Well, thanks for having me. It's really exciting. Uh, In 2022, voters on both sides of the aisle overwhelmingly supported and voted for several changes and amendments to our state constitution that expanded access to the vote and really enshrined more voting rights in our laws. The, the, The marquee change, the one that's most significant, is the creation of nine days of early voting in our state. And what that does is enable a citizen to show up one of the two weekends before an election day or any of the days in between those weekends and vote in person at an early voting site just as they would on election day. You get your ballot, you fill it out, you turn it in, you see it counted. So it's a new option for citizens to vote in our state and in every statewide election beginning in our February 27th primary here on out. That early voting option will be in place for citizens all throughout the state. We also have now prepaid postage for absentee ballots. If if Uh, Citizens choose instead to vote absentee and mail their ballot in. They won't have to pay for postage. Uh, And there will also be uh, secure ballot drop boxes in every jurisdiction, one for every 15,000 registered voters. Uh, So we are ready to go in implementing a lot of these changes, working hand-in-hand with lawmakers and local clerks to get ready. Uh, And uh, just last year, or just earlier, (laughs) this this year in November, (laughs) last month, we tested early voting insights all around the state at local elections, and uh, it went very smoothly. So we're very optimistic about rolling it out largely uh, in February. 
Oh, that's really exciting. Um, I'm so glad that it went smoothly. That's one of the, you know, critiques that we're hearing from a lot of individuals. And, you know, a lot of the things that you had just talked about, you know, 60% of voters uh, voted to approve many of the changes that you had just talked about. So, you know, we're hearing in the news, you know, we're hearing underneath the Capitol Dome, a lot of opposition about these changes from both the legislature and also from some local clerks. Um, so what are we doing to, to, to have those conversations? to make sure everything kind of eases um, out into this process? Well, two things. One, I think anytime there's something new, particularly to something as important as our election system, it creates a little bit of anxiety, particularly for our clerks who have done an extraordinary job under very challenging circumstances over the last several election cycles to really step up and meet the moment and protect every vote for our citizens. And so I understand that. Uh, And we've been working to quell some of those anxieties. And it's one of the reasons we did this early voting pilot in November, so people could see in Lansing, in Oakland County, in, in Grand Rapids, uh, just how um, possible it was and, uh, and and the new technology and how that would work. And a lot of clerks who weren't part of the pilot observed that, and I think it lessened some of those anxieties. The second thing is we have to recognize our job is to, is to deliver the election infrastructure that citizens have asked for. And that's really what is happening here. Citizens have said we want nine days of early voting. They voted it into their constitution. So it's our job to make that real. And though, you know, perhaps a lawmaker may not agree with the importance of early voting, the voters do, and the citizens want it. And so that's our job as public servants to deliver, and that's what we're working with lawmakers to produce. No, absolutely. And, and like I just said, 60% said they wanted it. So, um, you know, definitely doing what the people want. Uh, and we appreciate that. Um, so as far as a lot of these new rules, what do you think the major impact is going to be on voter turnout here in Michigan? Well, we've already seen back-to-back the highest turnout elections in our state's history. In, 20, in 2020, uh, we had the highest voter turnout election in our state's history, and that was followed in 2022 with the highest turnout midterm election in our state's history. Both of those really were, were tied to the fact that you had expanded uh, options to vote and expanded security protections in those elections. So we anticipate a, an onward trajectory of that, uh, and we'll be particularly focused on communities like seniors and our young voters and uh, others throughout the state who have unique um, challenges. Uh, and opportunities in voting and making sure they have all the information they need uh, to also overcome some of the misinformation that we anticipate will flow into communities all throughout the state in advance and, and as we get towards the 2024 November general election. Uh, so we're, we're doing all that to make sure voters are ready to go for each of our three statewide elections and um, really optimistic that um, that we'll see a, a, a continuance of what we've seen these last two cycles that voters uh, because, in fact, in, in part, they, they created these changes, they voted them into law, uh, they're ready to exercise them and uh, take advantage of them. But we'll be tracking that along the year and, and be adjusting and adapting as we go forward to make sure we're ready for November. So you had mentioned misinformation, and I think one of the buzzwords that is coming around um, all of us right now is artificial intelligence. Um, You know, one of the biggest issues that we're going to face, whether it's on the campaign trail, um, you know, how do you think that's going to impact, if at all, you know, voting here in Michigan? Well, you know, I I do agree we're in the era of misinformation, and uh, that, to me, the 
the intentional dissemination of false information about our elections is the biggest threat to election security this year and next year. And so we're taking that very seriously. We want voters to know whoever they vote for, wherever they live, we want them to have access to accurate information. We want them to trust our democratic system. Uh, And that is something that we take very seriously and that the growth of artificial intelligence really creates unique challenges for. Uh, And I'm really proud that later today the governor uh, will be signing, and I'll be there to to join her uh, legislation that will make Michigan just the fifth state in the country to take this threat seriously and ban the use of deceptive um, uh, AI to um, put out deep fakes about candidates and otherwise confused voters mm-hmm. about uh, what to vote on. And will also um, the, the law will also require disclosures for any um, artificially intelligence-developed uh, material so that voters have that information and are less likely to be fooled by it. Is there a way for, you know, constituents here in this great state of Michigan to report um, anything on artificial intelligence if they feel like uh, something has happened or they receive something? Yes. Uh, we have a website uh, dedicated to misinformation about elections, michigan.gov slash misinformation, and you can email it to misinformation at michigan.gov. That goes directly to our election security experts who can work with you to identify it and really seek accountability if it is someone who's violating those laws that are being enacted today. Oh, that's great. So, you know, one of the things that ARP Michigan is very proud of is educating our members on the where and the when uh, to vote uh, in upcoming elections. So would you mind just sharing some resources uh, that your office has uh, for individuals to know where and when to vote? Yes, uh, you can always go to michigan.gov slash vote. That is the uh, central portal for all the information you need to know about voting. Uh, and michigan.gov slash early voting uh, it goes into specific detail on how and when to vote early and where the early voting sites are in your community. But by going to michigan.gov slash vote or lo- contacting your local clerk, uh, you can get all the information you need to know about your options to vote in every election. We've got our February 27th presidential primary, our August general primary, and our November general election. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Secretary of State Benson. We appreciate all the great information and all the great work that you're doing. Again, this is Melissa Seifert, guest hosting the Michigan Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. When we do better by our kids, invest in people, accelerate our economy, and get the fundamentals right, we will feel a powerful wind in our sails that will move Michigan forward. That's a top 10 state. Business Leaders for Michigan is the state's business roundtable. We're committed to make Michigan more competitive. Time to be bold, Michigan. It's time to compete to win. Instant games, daily games, Powerball. If you're a Michigan lottery player, they all sound like fun. And here's another fun sound. Square Kids, they're what the Michigan Lottery is all about. You see, every time you play your favorite lottery games, you help us contribute to Michigan public schools all across the state. Last year alone, over a billion dollars and over 27 billion since 1972. So having fun and helping schools sounds like a great idea. The Michigan Lottery, for fun, for schools. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. You just slept on it funny. I think it's supposed to be that color. It's probably just something you ate. That'll clear right up with some aloe. Some chicken soup will have you back on your feet in no time. Hmm, not sure. But mom will probably know. 
Don't rely on guesswork. For 84 years, Blue Cross has been providing Michiganders with access to the care and resources they need and will be ready to help for the next 84 years. Change is bright. It's a clean energy future fueled by fields of solar. It's LED lighting in every home. And Consumers Energy is making it happen with their industry-leading clean energy plan. This year, they're going all in on their commitment to protecting the planet while serving nearly 7 million Michigan neighbors. Learn more and join the movement at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages and subject to the terms of the agreement. Electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. Brian Shook has the story. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. It found that EVs are nearly 80% more likely to have issues than conventional vehicles. That includes problems with electric drive motors, charging, and batteries. Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher at Consumer Reports said that could be attributed to growing pains because the cars are based on new technology. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ends today finishing up what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration called an above-normal season. Mark Nayfield, NBC News Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. In today is Mel Seifert with AARP Michigan. Next up, we have Julie Wilson, who's the CEO and president of the Capital Area Humane Society. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing fantastic. Oh, good. Well, you know, I just wanted to chat with you about, you know, adopting a pet during this holiday season. I have to say, um, I rescued our little Chihuahua Terrier mix um, a few years back um, and honestly forgot it was like having a baby again, getting up every couple hours and all that fun stuff that that goes with having a new pet. Um, And we're about to come into this holiday season and see all these commercials of the box with the puppy coming out. And, (laughs) um, you know, that really it really tugs at heartstrings and makes you want to purchase a, a pet. But, you know, what's your recommendation for adopting a pet during this holiday season? Well, you know, the, the holidays are incredibly busy for most people. So, you know, it might not be the best time, but you really have to take a hard look at your lifestyle and um, what your plans are before making any kind of a commitment that involves 10, 15, 20 years. Um, And like you said, a lot of work that sometimes we're not expecting when pets come into our home. So, you know, it's hard to give a one-off recommendation for every family in every situation, but I certainly say that the holidays can be a stressful time for humans and for pets, and it might not be the ideal time to bring home a new pet, especially a puppy or kitten that's going to need a lot of work. Right. And a lot of work they are at that beginning process. Uh, even if they are an older, you know, older adoption or older pet, um, you know, just get that, that customization and getting accustomed to you and your lifestyle can be very uh, challenging on both yourself and that animal. Um, so if I am really considering this, weighed all my options, did the pros and the cons, and I'm coming into the shelter to adopt a pet, is there anything that I need to bring with me? Well, I mean, 
I think you need to bring an open mind to all <laughs> possibilities about who you're going to discover when you come to a shelter. Um, I think a lot of people come in expecting a puppy, and then they're drawn to an adult. So, um, you know, there's so many beautiful, wonderful options at our shelter. So um, I guess you come in with an open heart and an open mind to um, what you, what that partnership is going to look like with a pet. Um, obviously, there's all kinds of physical preparation we need to make for a pet, especially around the holidays. Um, there's a lot of safety concerns, too. So I think you should bring a lot of time um, and make sure that you'll have a lot of time to um, make the commitment this time of year. Um, again, it's not it's not that it's an absolute bad, horrible idea, but it's certainly going to be a tough time to add, especially a, a young animal to your a family. But we're, we're, we're willing to work with you, whatever your needs are, to make it work. So walk me through that process. I walk into your front doors. I say, you know, I want to adopt a pet. Let's say it's, it's a dog. Um, how does that work? Do we, do we go around and meet all the animals? Do you have special time with all of them? Just walk me through what this looks like. Sure. Well, when you come into our shelter, we do have an open viewing shelter, so you're able to kind of explore all the pets available for adoption when you come in. We have a beautiful facility recently updated, so um, we just encourage people to walk around and look and see what's available, and then, you know, they can come and talk to our staff in details about every animal's individual needs. We try to educate everybody with as much information we have about each pet that's a resident in our shelter. So um, once you've walked around and kind of explored your opportunities to adopt, then our staff's going to do a great job of leading you through the process, sitting you down, telling you what we do know about the pet, what we don't know about the pet, and um, just helping you move forward with the adoption process. We do adoptions the same day, so there's no oh, wow. need to wait once you come in, um, and we can help you out fairly quickly. But it does usually take a little time to process all the way through the adoption. Okay, okay. So let's just say that somebody's listening to this segment right now and they really wanted to get, you know, a pet for, for their children or themselves over the Christmas holiday, but they said, you know what, this kind of made me take a pause and think about it. Um, are there options to, you know, put an animal, if you will, on hold? Uh, I'm not sure what the eloquent way to say that is. And then... <laughs> them, you know, maybe after the holidays when they've really had some time to calm down and spend some time with them. Yeah, I mean, people ask us that a lot. And while we would love to be able to hold animals, um, the reality is there are just so many animals that need to come into shelters, not just our shelter, but shelters across the state and country, that if we hold on to an animal, it literally means that there won't be space available for the next animal okay. that needs our help. So um, we just encourage you to come in when you're ready. We don't do holds just for that reason, not because we don't want to be helpful to families, and we certainly understand they might fall in love and just need more time. So um, it's just there's such a high demand for sheltering services. Like I said, it's, it's not just a local problem. It's a national problem. So we have to think about not just the pet who's in our care now, but the next pet who needs our help. And so we don't hold. So don't come in until you're ready. Um, <laughs> and there's always an amazing variety and selection, if you will, of pets available at our shelter. I think people have in their minds that there's only a certain kind of dog or cat yeah. found at a shelter, and it's just really off base. Um, you know, from little tiny breeds to giant breeds, um, from purebreds to mixed breeds, there is just um, sometimes people are really surprised when they walk through at the variety of animals we have. So when you're ready, wait till you're ready. Um, you know, or you could certainly sometimes people buy a gift certificate or something like that ahead of time. You know, if they want to gift a pet, we always recommend that you allow people to pick out their own pets and not try to select a pet for another person because it's such 
an individual choice, such a personal decision. Um, But come in when you're ready. We can't hold pets, especially this time of year. It is one of the busiest times for animals coming into shelters as well as adoptions. And for whatever reason, it seems the holidays, um, they they do have an effect on the populations at shelters. And we are very busy this time of year with our population, the number of animals needing sheltering. So come in when you're ready. We're going to help you through the process. It's It's an easy process. We try to make it as friendly and easy for you to adopt from a shelter as possible. Um, but we won't be holding those animals for you. Okay. We just can't. <laughs> That's understandable. You know, in the last couple seconds that we have here, what are other ways that people can, you know, give back to the Capital Area Humane Society if they don't want to get a pet per se? Sure. Well, there's all kinds of ways to get involved in animal welfare in your community. And one of the big ways is to donate, also to volunteer. Um, we have all kinds of volunteer opportunities for people to come in and be a part of our mission every day. So if you can't adopt, you've already got a home full of pets, and you still want to be a part of the solution for animal welfare, um, you can donate to a local shelter. You can also get involved through volunteering. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Julia Wilson, the CEO and president of Capital Area Humane Society. And again, this is Mel Seifert hosting the what? Michigan's Big Show starring Michael Patrick Shields. The Blue Care Network are ready to help. They've been serving the people and communities of Michigan for 84 years because they believe the right care starts in the community. That's why they partner with organizations on programs that encourage healthy lifestyles, address health disparities, and increase access to quality health care for everyone, such as supporting free and low-cost clinics all across the state. Blue Cross is ingrained in Michigan, and when you're a member, you never have to travel far for access to the care you need. With the largest network of doctors and hospitals, along with virtual care for both physical and mental health, you can access the care you deserve whenever and wherever you need it, bringing you peace of mind. Download the BCBSM mobile app, which provides members with instant personalized information and support to help track their coverage and claims, avoiding unexpected surprises. So wherever you are in your health journey, Blue Cross is ready to help. The Cowboys and Seahawks battle tonight at AT&T Stadium. Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III doubtful due to an oblique injury. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers returned to practice, albeit on a limited basis yesterday, just 11 weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a torn Achilles. Browns elevated QB Joe Flacco to QB2 ahead of Sunday's road game against the Rams as rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Police in Newport Beach, California, conducting an investigation involving allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with a minor. On the court, Magic torched the Wizards for their eighth straight win, now just a win away from tying their longest win streak in franchise history. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss. After getting crushed by the Lakers, 133-107. That's sports. Ronda Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields.
I'm on board Oceana's Vista ship, and I'm in the Horizons Lounge, and I'm about to walk up to the stage where the seven-piece orchestra, the Vista Show Band, musicians from Ukraine are playing. When I hit the stage, I'm going to visit Roman, who is the leader of the band. He's right in the middle. And uh, they're going to be surprised, because I'm just going to walk right up on stage, because every entertainer loves to be on stage. And we love entertainment on this show, so let's see what happens. I can't believe it. I'm on stage with Roman, the Vista Show Band. Nice to meet you. Congratulations on a career in entertainment. Uh, thank you very much. Nice to meet you too. So we will play now the very, very beautiful songs from the James Bond medley. Oh, you're going to do that? Yes, yes, God bless yes, you guys. Yes. And thank you so much. And okay, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we will start. Yeah. The seven-piece Vista Show Band. They're playing this one for me. Can you believe it? <laughs> Oceania Cruises. <laughs> they played that one for me. It's Shields, Michael Patrick Shields. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages and subject to the terms of the agreement. Electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. Brian Shook has the story. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. It found that EVs are nearly 80% more likely to have issues than conventional vehicles. That includes problems with electric drive motors, charging, and batteries. Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher at Consumer Reports said that could be attributed to growing pains because the cars are based on new technology. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ends today, finishing up what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration called an above-normal season. Mark Nayfield, NBC News Radio. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will return to Israel and the West Bank this week with the goal of extending a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. It will be Blinken's third trip to the region since Hamas launched a brutal attack on Israel in early October. House Republicans are ramping up their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. 
Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer told reporters yesterday that several committees are going to interview members of the Biden family and their associates over the next few months. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. Biden has denied the allegations. And Henry Kissinger is dead at the age of 100. The former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973. That's politics. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says a temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold, and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate tonight. Nika Magajas reports. The 90-minute Hannity special will be a chance for each governor to present their radically different ideologies to a national audience. Fox News host Sean Hannity will moderate as Newsom and DeSantis spar about key issues, including the economy, abortion, gun control, immigration, and homelessness. The two political heavyweights will square off in Alpharetta, Georgia. It'll air on the Fox News channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Apple is looking to end its partnership with Goldman Sachs. Silvana Anau has more. A source telling CNBC that the tech giant proposed to end the partnership with the bank in the next 12 to 15 months. The move would mean that Apple needs to find a new financial partner for its credit card, the Apple Card, and for its high-yield savings account. The partnership was extended a year ago through 2029. Goldman declined to comment. With many families feeling financial pressure, avoiding unnecessary holiday spending becomes more acute. Rebecca Hughes explains. Family finance expert Elizabeth Kiss says holiday spending can be like an addiction, so it's important to make a list, plan a budget, but most importantly, base those decisions on this question. What is the minimum that we need to have a joyous holiday? For most people, it's way less than what they're actually thinking they need to do. She says the biggest mistake people make every year is thinking they can use credit temporarily. I'm just going to write it out until February when I can file my income tax and then I use the majority of the refund to put down my credit card bill. I may not always pay it all off. I've been still paying my credit card from the last two holidays. I'm Rebecca Hughes. 
Meta is offering more details about its advertising policy for the coming election cycle. Matt Mattinson has the story. The Facebook and Instagram parent will require advertisers to disclose whether they used artificial intelligence to create or alter a political or social issue ad. Also, new political ads will be blocked during the final week of the U.S. elections. J.P. Morgan Chase is warning that inflation could rise more and a recession is still possible. CEO Jamie Dimon said at the New York Times Deal Book Summit in New York City that interest rates could continue to go up. He noted that governments across the world are needing more money for their militaries and to address energy concerns, and that would contribute to inflation. Dimon said that while the U.S. labor market has been stable, inflation is hurting people. Consumer and Business News, Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. The Cowboys and Seahawks battle tonight at AT&T Stadium. Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III doubtful due to an oblique injury. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers returned to practice, albeit on a limited basis yesterday, just 11 weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a torn Achilles. Browns elevated QB Joe Flacco to QB2 ahead of Sunday's road game against the Rams as rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Police in Newport Beach, California, conducting an investigation involving allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with a minor. On the court, magic towards the Wizards for their eighth straight win, now just a win away from tying their longest win streak in franchise history. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss after getting crushed by the Lakers, 133-107. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will return to Israel and the West Bank this week with the goal of extending a temporary ceasefire in Gaza. It will be Blinken's third trip to the region since Hamas launched a brutal attack on Israel in early October. House Republicans are ramping up their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer told reporters yesterday that several committees are going to interview members of the Biden family and their associates over the next few months. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. Biden has denied the allegations. And Henry Kissinger is dead at the age of 100. The former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973. That's politics. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile 
when his shorts aren't too tight in the seat. <laughs> okay, Pookie, do the honors. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. From the end of the road at the top of the world with a tail well calculated to keep you in suspense. You hear me say that all the time. Where today, though, MPS? Where today? Well, let me get a nautical fix on where we are right at this very moment from Captain Luca Manzi, the captain of the Oceania Vista, which we're sitting on right now. But in nautical terms, if you would, sir, where are we? Yeah, we are uh, now crossing uh, from uh, from Bahamas, actually, down to Puerto Rico. We are on the outside of the of the Caribbean island, of course, uh, the shortest passage, shortest passage uh, to reach in time uh, Puerto Rico. So Caribbean Sea and uh, moving south, uh, southeast uh, towards Puerto Rico. At how many knots? Uh, right now we are running quite fast because yesterday oh. we had a couple of uh, unexpected uh, situation that made us uh, lose a little bit of time so we are now running 20 knots and uh, we are practically full speed full speed ahead do you get to say that on the bridge damn the torpedoes full speed ahead <laughs> something like that you know the chief engineer they are not uh, always happy to see the the handle all the way down to the metal but yeah. uh, but sometimes we have to do that so huh. we do. well I, that's what i wondered too in the role of captain how much of what you do is ceremonial, public relations, meeting with guests, and really actually getting to sail the ship? I would say there is still a lot of uh, sailing in our uh, profession. Thanks God, because I, I like to be social with the guests and with people, but I still love my, my job of, uh, we can say, steering the ship or uh, driving the ship for someone. And... Uh, Actually, we are required to be on the bridge uh, in any situation where we have uh, uh, close passage uh, between island or uh, in a high traffic area, approaching the port, leaving the port, uh, and of course for all the docking and undocking maneuvering. So it's uh, quite some time for a, for a schedule where every day you are in port uh, is a good part of the day that you are busy on the bridge. There's no artificial intelligence that can do that, right? Right now we have a lot of uh, a lot of aids to navigation, what we call uh, support and uh, instrument that makes and uh, made our life easier, but still is done uh, on a manual way. So it's uh, the human being that is still controlling the machine. The man and his mind and his heart and his soul and sometimes courage. And sometimes uh, we have to balance everything because uh, if you have too much courage, uh, it can end up in the wrong direction. So mm. we have to, you have to calculate the risk and the benefits every time you are uh, doing something that is on the edge of the, let's say, I don't want to say safety, but on the edge of the possibility of the ship as well. You uh, grew up near Portofino, near where the ship was actually built. That must be special in Italy. Piacere di conoscerti, by the way. Grazie, piacere mio. And yes, I grew up uh, in a small place that is called Chiavari and is in between uh, uh, Portofino and uh, Cinque Terre. So it's, uh, it's not as busy as both uh, the places, but I can see both sides uh, from, my, from my house, which is quite a nice area. Do you remember the first time you ever stepped onto a boat? 
I remember very well, and uh, it was uh, my first assignment in the Navy on a, on a small uh, minesweeper, oh. and uh, it was quite uh, it was quite an impression, you know, uh, being uh, for the first time on a, on a ship. Uh, I would say assigned there because before that I was many times in and out, but uh, more for visit and for pleasure. Uh, you know, no, not really a sign uh, that. So, huh. did you see action on the minesweeper? Not really, because Good. he was uh, no, he was uh, an old uh, American minesweeper oh. uh, left behind from the World War II oh, that was converted to to hydrographic vessels. So we were going around uh, the coast of Italy, doing surveying on the on the depth uh, on the coastline. Uh, Oh, it was quite an interesting job, but was uh, was a very small ship, you know. <laughs> this ship is uh, what seven hundred fifty feet, something like that. Yeah, we are two hundred and forty-three okay. meters uh, long uh, uh-huh. and uh, thirty-three meters wide. And there you are at the helm. And do you ever, when you're standing on top of this elegant ship, uh, look down into the canals in Venice and see uh, somebody? You know, pushing that along and singing and say, "Well, I wish I could do that." Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that okay. Now, as you probably know, we cannot uh, go anymore. Uh, the the canal, uh, the the real uh, passage in front of Venice and uh, San Marco Square. But uh, many time I was passing there with the sister ship uh, of uh, Vista Marina and Riviera. And I'm sure that a lot of people, uh, you know, they were looking from down and, <laughs> and saying, I would like and I would love to do yeah. that. And, you know, it's, uh, because this is a lot of science, right? I mean, do you still get to really get behind a littler boat and still enjoy the water? I believe, uh, yes, you know, it's, uh, it's still uh, a pleasure to be on a, on a smaller boat and to combine as a pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. so. I'm very lucky in the media that I get to interview interesting people. So I've interviewed a matador in Spain who stood with, you know, bullfights. I consider ship captain and matador about the same level of, like, godlike excitement. Yeah, uh, I can say that there is still a good part of uh, adrenaline in our job, especially when you... When you have to do tight maneuvering and when you have to do calling ports uh, where uh, you are actually fitting uh, the ship in a very narrow place. So there, there is a lot of, uh, I would say, excitement uh, to, do, to do our job. And as I was saying before, there is still a lot of manual job itself. So you are uh, physically involved, uh, even if not like the Matador. We, we don't have wow. any bull riding after us, so, but still, you know, it's a quite uh, an intense uh, feeling. Yeah, but you know, when somebody, at, when you're at an airport, say, and somebody asks you, what do you do? You get to say, oh, I'm a ship's captain. <laughs> it's like if you say, I'm a matador. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite impressive, I have to say. You know? <laughs> I think you're married, so it doesn't work with the, uh, the chicks anymore, right? No, no, I'm married and I'm too old for them. You know, that is, uh, is something that uh, is, pa- is gone in the past. The <laughs> well, it lives on in memory anyway. Captain Luca Manzi, the captain of 
the Oceania Vista. Have you ever been confused and not sure what to do and you needed an advocate? I have. And that advocate for me was Andrew Abood. This is Michael Patrick Shields. Sometimes you get a surprise. Sometimes it's a curveball. Sometimes it's a knuckle sandwich. Sometimes you need some straight advice from someone you can trust. He gave me some of the best advice at a time when I needed it the most, and I knew I could trust him. And he did it with style, too. An attorney who told me, eat the French fries when they're hot. Because life's about making a decision that you feel good about in the end and having the right perspective on things that can seem complicated when it comes to the law. When I ask people in the field of law and in the community about Andrew Abood, the first thing they always say is he is very intelligent, but he also has a lot of heart and he's modest. When our particular matter was completed, I said to Andrew Abood, you didn't just settle this case, you won it. Ring in a cool new ride at Firekeepers. It's the Frosty Fortunes SUV giveaway on Saturday, December 30th. And you could win a share of over $155,000 in prizes, including a brand new Chevy Suburban Z71. Drawings start at 2 p.m. with five winners of $2,000 in red hot credits each. At 4 p.m., five winners each get $4,000 cash. At 6 p.m., five more winners each receive $5,000 in red hot credits. And at 8 p.m., it's another drawing where five winners each get $6,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing where one lucky winner gets keys to a gorgeous new Chevy Suburban. Earn entries daily for the Frosty Fortunes SUV giveaway on December 30th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel, I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Olivia Rodrigo and Billy Eilish are headed to Saturday Night Live, the show revealing the two pop stars will serve as the final musical guests of 2023. Rodrigo will perform on December 9th with host Adam Driver, and Eilish will take the stage on the 16th with hosting SNL alumnus Kate McKinnon. Prior to that, actress Emma Stone will take on hosting duties with Grammy-nominated musician Noah Kahn this Saturday. The domestic violence trial of Jonathan Majors is underway in New York City. The actor, who starred in films such as Creed III and as Kang the Conqueror in multiple Marvel projects, faces accusations he harassed and assaulted his ex-girlfriend during an argument in a vehicle in Chinatown back in March. He denies the allegations and filed his own complaint against his ex, saying he was assaulted. He entered criminal court Wednesday with his attorneys arguing his celebrity status means the courtroom should be closed while an evidentiary matter is discussed to which the judge agreed. Jury selection and opening statements are expected to begin today. A 77-year-old country music hall of famer and honorary Dallas Cowboys cheerleader is officially a rock star. Dolly Parton's highly anticipated rock star album is number one on this week's top rock and alternative albums chart and debuts at number three on the week's Billboard 200 album chart. Richie Sambora performs with Parton on the title track. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio.
Michael Patrick Shields reporting, if you want to call it that, from somewhere, I think, in the Caribbean Sea. Captain Luca Manzi, the captain of the Oceania Vista. As we look out today uh, and we see, I think you said earlier this is three-foot swells. Looks bigger to me, though. No, it's three meters. So three meters. It, it is yeah, bigger. It, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Fuzzy it's, math. <laughs> Sometimes we get confused between uh, foot and meters. No, we we are having here uh, around three three meters swell that is close to to ten feet, and uh, is quite usual for this area of the of the ocean. Yeah, it's quite usual. You know. I'm a little bit uh, disappointed because uh, I cannot do any better. <laughs> and oh. every time, you know, the, the guests are coming on board and they think about the Caribbean cruises, probably they believe that it's always smooth, quiet and nice. But most of the time in these passages is this way, you know, it's a little right. bit rough. And, uh, it makes it exciting. And I would ask you, it's easy for us to say because you're at the helm, but um, what are the worst, highest seas, maybe in your career that you faced? I have to say that uh, probably the ISC I faced was when I was working on the cargo ship. Cargo. The way that here, uh, with the passenger vessel especially, we do as much as possible to avoid the bad weather. So if we can avoid, uh, we try to find an alternative way and we try to, to minimize the impact with the, of course, with the bad weather. On the cargo ship is different. The ship has to leave and has to arrive in the shortest time possible. So no matter uh, the weather or nothing else. And uh, I had it in uh, actually uh, South Africa, uh, Good Hope Cape, uh, and uh, I think was about uh, nine to ten meters well. So it was uh, quite uh, quite heavy, you know. Okay, it was a big cargo ship, but still. Uh, we were uh, jumping quite a lot. <laughs> you mentioned South Africa then. What about yesterday when I met you, I was teasing you when I said, I'm the captain now from the movie, you know, yeah, Captain yeah. Phillips. But have you come across pirates ever? And do you train for that just in case? We have uh, our procedure to, let's say, minimize the possibility. Of course, we do training on uh, security and uh, and this type of events, but uh, luckily I was never, uh, you know, really approached by any strange boat, you know. No. The, the hot area is uh, the usual one, uh, so in the passing the, the Red Sea, moving south, uh, and that one is... Now, recently I didn't hear anything uh, anymore about pirates, but uh, I believe that they are still active. Uh, you for, do? Uh, yeah. what, what about here? In the Caribbean? No, in the Caribbean, only on the movie. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pirate of the Caribbean, only on the movie. Uh, did you know, by any chance, Captain Luca Manzi, the captain of the Costa Concordia? I met him briefly a couple of times. Yeah, so, and uh, we had a uh, chat like colleagues, so I. I don't really, I cannot say that I knew him, but I met him personally a couple of times because we had some common friends. And I remember that we met once in Venice. He was on a ship uh, and I was on another ship of Oceania. And we met on the pier just to, for a chat. But, uh, Did that surprise you that he would do something like that? 
of course, it's always surprising to see that somebody can take, uh, I would say, a serious uh, job and uh, the responsibility that you have uh, of uh, thousands of people with, uh, with the, I would say, without to think too much. No. To say something uh, in his favor, I have to say that uh, what uh, he did, uh, it was quite a common procedure that we were oh. doing. Uh, oh. I mean, to get close to coast, just to salute uh, the people or to show the coast to, oh. to the guests, something that was uh, always done. Of course, oh. you have to see how to do it in the way how to approach, uh, how to how close to get, uh, and uh, so the the famous inchino, as they call it, is uh, is a nautical uh, practice that was always done. Mm. I didn't now, know that. Huh. I did it myself a couple of times. Uh, we were used to do it. Uh, I don't know if you ever been in, Dub in Dubrovnik. In Dubrovnik, there is a, a monastery of uh, nuns that every time you pass by there and you blow the horn they will uh, they will uh, answer back with the with the bells oh, so it, it was wait uh, lastly when i see these waves like you just talked about that you say three meters have you ever imagined what those cubans must be going through when they have a 21 foot boat and they try to get to key west you know, it's uh, now is every something that he started, of course, here in the Caribbean with the Cubans trying to get to Miami. But now we have uh, in the Mediterranean there is every day oh. a lot of migrants that to Italy, are, to Italy, to the coast of wherever they can get. Uh, so you see really a lot of pictures and uh, and uh, footage of uh, of people that they are uh, thousands on uh, on. Uh, very small boat trying to reach uh, a land where they can have a better life and uh, you know is uh, I don't know I cannot imagine what uh, feeling they have uh, and I can only imagine that they need to be really desperate to do something like this mm. without to consider the risk that they are taking well, this is a, a beautiful ship and a beautiful company, and it's, as you said yesterday, very elegant. How does she handle? Uh, she handles quite well. Uh, still, uh, you know, is uh, we have a lot of wind uh, surface, so when it's windy, you have to be, you have to be careful. But was uh, I would say that was designed quite, uh, quite well, and she handles uh, quite nicely. Okay, so we just had a little chat with Captain Luca Manzi of uh, the Vista Oceania. And so, Luca, look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Okay. <laughs> Grazie mille. Ciao. Grazie. Google's former CEO says that artificial intelligence could endanger humanity within the decade. In an interview during the Axios AI Plus Summit, Eric Schmidt said that AI development is similar to the development of nuclear weapons at the end of World War II. 
The dangers of AI, according to Schmidt, begin when the computer can start to make its own decision to do things, including discovering weapons. He said humanity would see the effects of AI within five to ten years, but many experts say it could be even just two to four years away. Meta offering more details about its advertising policies for the upcoming election cycle. The Facebook and Instagram parent will require advertisers to disclose whether they used artificial intelligence to create or alter a political or social issue ad. Also, new political ads will be blocked during the final week of the U.S. elections. Apple looking to end its credit card arrangement with Goldman Sachs. The plan is to wind down the partnership in the next 12 to 15 months. And electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. I'm the captain now, as they said in Captain Phillips. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you aboard the Oceania Vista ship, and we are steaming back toward Miami after going all the way down to Barbados and, interestingly, Grenada. And if you like politics, this uh, cruise, full of politics, and one of the most interesting destinations for me was Grenada, because you might remember back in 1983, United States forces under the direction of Ronald Reagan, and at the request of the Caribbean nations, had an intervention when a civil war took place and the president of Grenada was assassinated with a firing squad and it was looking like a civil war and I asked Philip who was one of the drivers who took me through town and gave me a little history lesson what he thought about it because he obviously lived through it and he said that he was very very grateful to Ronald Reagan because Ronald Reagan's decision for the intervention saved them from communism is the way he put it. And by the way, there was a former Cuban national on board who said, I lived under communism. I'm grateful for being away from it as well. So you see, when you travel, uh, the excitement and the intrigue politically and uh, culturally is there. The Oceana ship is full of internationals, particularly the Lastara String Project, four women from Ukraine. They are uh, performing every day, three and four times on the ship, from September all the way to January. And uh, I was just, in fact, you're listening to them in the background right now. And uh, I asked them where they will go in January, and they said they will not be going back to Ukraine because they're from a town that's 30 miles from the Russian border. So they're going to go elsewhere. Speaking of presidents, and God bless their souls, by the way, brave, beautiful women. Um, By the way, in Puerto Rico, right across from the Capitol there, they have the walkway of presidents on Constitution Avenue. And they're life-size statues of all the U.S. presidents who visit Puerto Rico while they were in office. Gerald Ford from Michigan is there. John F. Kennedy, Dwight Eisenhower, Harry Truman, Franklin Roosevelt, Herbert Hoover, Theodore Roosevelt, and Barack Obama. And there was an empty podium standing there. And I asked the Capitol policeman, the Puerto Rican, who said in an accent... I don't know who goes there next. Trump, maybe, maybe. And then he laughed and smiled. So we'll see. Joe Biden visited Puerto Rico while in office as well. I was glad to get there too. (laughs) 
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol riot is being sentenced to two years in prison. Nathan Pelham of Greenville, Texas, was sentenced to two years in federal prison on Wednesday. Court records show that Pelham fired at law enforcement officers earlier this year after the FBI asked him to surrender. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom will go head-to-head in a televised debate tonight. Nika Magajas reports. The 90-minute Hannity special will be a chance for each governor to present their radically different ideologies to a national audience. Fox News host Sean Hannity will moderate as Newsom and DeSantis spar about key issues, including the economy, abortion, gun control, immigration, and homelessness. The two political heavyweights will square off in Alpharetta, Georgia. It'll air on the Fox News channel at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Walking is associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. A new study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine shows brisk walking is linked to a nearly 40% lower risk of developing type 2 diabetes later in life. The more time spent walking per day has been connected already to lower risk, but this study is different. It offers new information on speed and shows that those who walked at an average or normal pace only had a 15 percent lower risk compared to that 40 percent who walked briskly. The FDA is warning a Wisconsin company not to make hand sanitizer with the same equipment that it uses to make brake cleaner. The FDA last month sent a letter to Brentag Great Lakes informing the company that inspectors found significant violations during a tour of the company's plant. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Welcome back. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick Shields. You bet. Radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at mibigshow.com. George Casey is joining us. He calls, well, they call him the king of Blarney. <laughs> that's okay, I guess. I don't know if that's a slur or not anymore. It's hard to tell. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, my friend. Oh. And you're a little bit Irish. I can tell by Michael Party Shield. Yeah, I wear it right on my sleeve. Uh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Nice to talk to a pedigree. I'm a, I'm a plastic patty, as they would say in Ireland. Exactly. I tell them all the time I did my DNA test. Did what they call the DNA um, her- um, what's it called? heritage, is it? Yes. Yeah, I'm not back. And I came back 
ninety was it ninety four point six percent Irish. Oh. And three point six percent blood alcohol, so I am one hundred percent Irish. I'm afraid to get that test because I yeah. I like being Irish. I don't want yeah. to be upset. I'll be told outside. Yeah. Now in the small world department, what is the difference? Because I know you live in Davenport, Florida. Davenport, Florida. What's Would the you... difference between Dublin and Davenport? Oh my God! I suppose uh, I, we have an expression in Ireland: a crack. Which is America is drugs. Yes. An island, as you well know, it means fun. It's a Gaelic word for fun, and we just have a different way of life. I think we are, the, so like I said on stage, the simplicity and innocence of Irish humour. We're very down to earth. We're very, felt, very, very self-deprecating. We don't mind being this, the centre of the joke. We don't. Have, we're not stupid. We're also the land of saints and scholars, so we're not dumb. But we just love the Irish. Just love to have a laugh, and when they go out, it's just a good time. I mean, they may drink a pint of Guinness, you know, but it might take them two hours to drink it, but they'll make love to it for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, is Davenport like that? There's a few pubs there. But I see a lot of English people there. They, they have the second homes that come yeah. to Florida in the wintertime. But it's nothing, there's nothing. I don't think I have five Irish friends I know there. Well, I'm going to give you a couple right now because okay. this is a real small world department, but there's a place called Balmoral Resort. I know it. Yes. I do. I know the man who owns it, Kenny. Garrett Kenny. Garrett Kenny, I and do. And he's a friend of mine, and he said to say hello to you. Oh, my God. And he said he tried to book you we for St. Saint- tried. We've tried yeah. several times, and we, something never, it just never meshed or something in the whole bit, yeah. But I know that's it. He's a good, please, will you tell him I said hello? I will. Because I did write to him there a while back now, and I didn't hear from him. And I didn't blame him, because every time he tried to get me, I wasn't available. Look, you even have a clatter ring on. Look, two. Two of them. Two. And he's got them, folks, for you. You understand the clatter ring. It's turned out, which means the man is not married, and he's in. The, he's looking for a mate. <laughs> he's looking for a mate. <laughs> on both fingers. <laughs> yeah, on both fingers, yeah. They on were both, both wedding rings. Nice ones, too. <laughs> Thank They're you. very nice, yeah. Thank They're you. very nice, yeah. Garrett asked me, Kenny, from Balmoral yeah. Vacation Homes, I told him that I caught your yeah. act last night. He said, yeah. was he any good? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what an Irishman would say. That's what an Irishman would say. But I always say that uh, you... The last ones that give you credit, and that, and that, but at the same time again, they do appreciate when you do make them laugh, you know. And that sense, yeah, my the comedy I did for you last night might be way too conservative for an Irish audience. They're mm. a little bit more rough, and then and they use the, the bad language is like taking you've been to Ireland. Yeah. They use that some of those words like it just just taking yeah. a breath. They don't think about it. So I'm very I, I go out of my way because it's family. I'm in Branson. For 12 years with Bobby Fenton, oh. so I know what it's like to do what they call a Disney family show. You can be naughty with the seniors, just don't go over the edge. They'll know right away when you've crossed that line, you know? And if you're funny without it, why bother, you know? My mother loved Bobby Fenton because she was Polish. When I when she hears oh, this, of course. she's oh, going to go crazy. Grow, I got Means that, that I love you so. That's the damnedest yeah. Irish song I've ever heard. That idea. His, <laughs> wa- his, his, wa- his mother, Doris, was uh, he was an only child in a place called Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. And guess who was his guess who was his friend down the street? Are you ready for this? This is this is some uh, uh, trivia for you. No, Bobby Prince from yeah. the same little town, Perry Como. Oh, geez. Perry Como was a local barber, and he went on, you know, well. And then yeah. Bobby was a lonely child. He was a band leader. And believe it or not, Bobby right now lives in Perry Como's old house in, in, in Florida. He bought, it's out on a cliff, you can imagine, you know, oh. private estate yeah. and a whole bit. Bobby lives there, and it was Perry Como's at one time. He bought it oh. on Perry, small world. 
What yeah. was it like to tour with him all those years? It was great. He was he was very nice, very quiet, but he was really really supportive. Gave me a lot of good tips. His wife was Irish. That's where the right. connection was. Dolly, she was Irish and that. And uh, but he was very 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 nice to me. He was a lovely guy. I met him at Jury Lane Theater and was in Chicago. And he came up to me and he said, "How would you like to move to Branson, Missouri?" I didn't even know where the place was. Yeah. He said, "How would you like to move and work for me full time?" And I said. God, I, my first instant is yes, but can I go home? And of course, take a few months if you want, just discuss it with your family. I just built a new house and a whole bit. Oh. And I said to my wife, this is it. He's given me at least a three-year contract, so I won't have to look at And that's what happened. I moved there with him in Branson. No, my melody of love was that song, that's, of yeah. course. But. And uh, Roses Are Red and oh, yeah. all those. I mean, a Blue lot Velvet. of hits. He wrote a lot of them. That's the one he wrote about the World War War when he was in the Army. Mm. Mr. Lonely. Lonely, uh, Mr. Mr. Lonely. That was a, he wrote that. He wrote a lot of good songs himself. Yeah, he didn't write Rose of Red, but he wrote a lot of good ones. Yeah, Blue Velvet he wrote, and he wrote of course the Polish one. And his mother, his mother told him, "Why don't you come out?" And he was really low. He was he's, he was off the hit parade then, and he came back and he. She said, "Why don't you write a song that's like appeal to Americans and to your ancestors in Poland?" And God, Ma, who's going to listen to a Polish song? And he made it half English, half Polish. And he took off in Chicago on a radio oh, show on right. WGN in Chicago. And the guy kept pushing it. It was a late night car. And it just took off. And it, that was his comeback. Mm. It was his comeback. Yeah. yeah. Small work. Sorry, I'm, going, I'm no, rambling here. I love these stories. And, yeah. and, and I'm curious, though. Um I should tell people we're yeah. on the Oceana Vista ship yeah. right now. You performed in front of uh, somewhere less than ten thousand people yeah. last night, yeah. but it was a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, probably seven hundred, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. But what do you? That's the night two or the cruise, I think. What do you do? Do you get off now in San Juan? And I'll fly do home? a second show on Thursday. Oh, right, on Thanksgiving night, all new material, and oh. another forty-five minutes, and then I'll get off in. Um, is it on Saturday in? Is Somewhere. That, is it, I don't know, Somewhere. Barbados, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I get off in Barbados on Saturday, and I'll go home for two days. I'm off Sunday and Monday, so I'll get to watch all the NFL games on Sunday. And then <laughs> Monday I'm off, and then Tuesday, where do I go to? I go back to Oceana, but I go to the, um, oh, God, it's one of them that's out here. It's one of them that's out here. I pick it up in Miami. I'm not sure it's which one. It's all over Yeah, again. it's not all over again. It's, this is a newer one. It's, what is it? I, I just worry, when I do so many as I do, I just look at the next one. Mm -hmm. My wife does the fly. They do the flights, but she tells me what, and that's that's how I keep going all the time. Huh. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. So she doesn't come with you? She comes on about, like, I, I don't know, about 300. I count them, stop counting her now. So she'll come on about <laughs> five or six a year, maybe. Five or six out of the 30 I'll do. She might do five or six. So she'll pick the ones. When she sees them coming in, as they come in and they fill in, they have a calendar and they fill it in, huh. and they'll come in. If you go to my website, you'll see every ship I'm doing for the next year and a half, and you'll see they'll pop in and she'll go, oh, she likes Europe a lot, she likes history. So she'll take that and she'll say, oh, okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll go on that one. Or if two are together, or if there's one where I might have four days off where we can go on vacation, we'll be in Europe. So let's go to Austria for four days, and it won't cost us that much because we're already wow. there, and then get back on the next ship and be back in time for that. So we use our little... We use our, you know, and I use all the frequent miles I get from flying to pay for her, so it's, we're cheap people. <laughs> <laughs> There's no business like show business. <laughs> and we know George Casey, you can find him, Google him, King of Blarney yeah, is what he's called. GeorgeCasey.com.
Michael Patrick Shields here, perusing Dusty's cellar. I gotta get some gifts, and I need some ideas for the holidays. So I have to decide whether to go down to the tap room or next door to the wine bar, and wouldn't you know it, amongst those is Matt Rhodes, the proprietor right here at Dusty's. What should I do? Well, we always like to offer choices to all of our patrons. The cellar for retail shopping, the wine bar for casual fine dining, and the tap room, your local neighborhood pub. Well, I have to get my 6 for 66 wine club. Are the choices still the same? Red, white, a mix? Cabernet, Chardonnay. Yes, Michael, that's right. There's five choices, six for 66, something for everyone. Good. And are there good options in the club, too, to go with, say, a traditional Thanksgiving dinner? They sure are. Thanksgiving dinners typically are receptive to both red and white wines. Okay, so a six for 66 to go. A quick visit to either the wine bar or the tap room, of course, on the way out. Dusty Cellar, the wine bar, the tap room on Grand River in Okemos and online at DustyCellar.com. Cheers, Michael Patrick. Over the years, I've witnessed how our city has grown and become stronger as a community by supporting each other and extending a helping hand to our neighbors. I believe great companies can have the same kind of positive influence within our community. These are the kind of companies you can count on to give you the very best while serving a purpose that makes a bigger impact. Like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan and Blue Care Network. Over its 84 years, Blue Cross has been ready to help its members live their fullest, healthiest lives with the largest network of doctors and hospitals and coverage in every zip code. But the Blue Cross impact goes beyond. It's felt by thousands of uninsured people who benefit from the Blue Cross support of community clinics, by hundreds of thousands of kids whose health has been improved by more than 1,100 Michigan schools, and by expectant parents benefiting from the efforts of Blue Cross to reduce maternal health disparities. For 84 years, Blue Cross has been ready to help everyone in Michigan, and that work literally is life-changing. To learn more, visit mibluesperspectives.com. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The truce between Israel and Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says the temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages and subject to the terms of the agreement. Electric vehicles are less reliable than cars powered by gas or hybrids. Brian Shook has the story. That's according to a new survey by Consumer Reports. It found that EVs are nearly 80% more likely to have issues than conventional vehicles. That includes problems with electric drive motors, charging, and batteries. Senior Director of Auto Testing Jake Fisher at Consumer Reports said that could be attributed to growing pains because the cars are based on new technology. I'm Brian Shook. And the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season ends today finishing up what the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration called an above-normal season. Mark Nayfield, NBC News Radio. Michael Patrick Shields, you bet. Radio stations across the state of Michigan and worldwide at mibigshow.com. George Casey is joining us. When do you know you have him? You know what it's, I mean? But I, and it's weird now that you say that because uh, last night I do three little jokes when I come out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling, I know you said it's not because you asked a great question. And last night I made a mistake. I made a small, no, no, nothing heavy. But I should have started with neither, when with the guy taking the test and he goes, you wrote down, I don't know. And the other guy goes, well, neither do I because yeah. he was cheating off the guy. But I wish that one usually is a better joke to start with. And for some reason I just got my hand pointed towards the stool. And I went with a stool job where you turn the newspaper. And that's all. It wasn't that I could tell. I was a choir. There was a little pause. Someone didn't get it. They were quiet. Then I looked over here and I go, 
Did you hear me over here? And that, I mean, and that was it. But bit by bit, you know. But but very rarely, you, you find a way. It's not going to be always a good night. But yeah. last night, there were a very nice audience. You'll always, at my age now, you'll always get by. You won't embarrass the company or embarrass yourself because mm-hmm. you'll find ways. You've seen everything. You've dealt with every heckler. You've dealt with everything that can be possibly thrown at you. So it's like, uh, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just kind of know it. It's, it's a feeling you have. You know when you have it. And you know even before you get to the punchline where well, it's going to be a big laugh or you a smile. Do. You just know it. You just feel it and you hear that quiet. There's something in the air. And you hear it and you go, mm. <laughs> and, and you wait and you pause and boom. And you hit it. And timing is everything. Rhythm and timing. And I tape every show I've ever done in my life. There's a little tape recorder. You'll see it again on Thursday. Yeah. Sitting on that stool beside me. And I may just erase it when I go back to the cabin. But I put it there for one reason, one reason only. Why did I get a bigger laugh for that joke after 30 years that I got last night? What did I do? And I go back and you can cut it down to 10 seconds wow. and listen and listen. You go, you hesitate, you took a break there, you did. And that's how you kind of bit bit by bit, you keep, wow. you keep, what's it called? Like a guy carving a yeah, piece of wood. Yeah, honing you keep, it. Hone, yeah, you keep making it softer, making the round edges and you get it right, yeah? yeah. And you still can make it. You can, you can walk into a room and just get nothing. Hit a brick wall sometimes but you'll find again you find a way to get around it but sometimes he just doesn't you know but n- now at this stage of my life I've been doing for so long I very rare I, I mean that in a very modest way but I mean I never I really have a bad bad night I won't have a great night maybe but I won't have a bad bad night you know and that's, that's inspiring and there are people listening now who have to give a sales presentation or they might have to give a talk and maybe they're trying to be funny or whatever yeah. but that yeah. that idea that you can study with a little bit of science and a little yeah. bit of heart where did I miss yeah and I said the same thing to them in the sales right? tape everything you do and go back to your your house and listen to it and your next time I promise you it'll really help you mm. and it'll help you the next time you do it it'll just it'll just you'll know you'll know like <laughs> you know you alluded to it earlier and I, I want to get you back to the pool or whatever this yeah. uh, maybe you're just rehearsing no. all day yeah. I don't know I don't do no- <laughs> this stage now it's either here or I don't have I don't have it now after 40 okay. years I'm always adding stuff I'm always coming up with new lines. Do you, um, why is it that someone can speak in a leprechaun voice and they can talk about drinking pints and they can talk about being drunk? And if you did any of that with Mexicans or Arabs or oh, sure. any other nationality, there would be a, a, a inquisition. I know, and I had, when I grew up, you can't be a good comedian if you haven't been around Jewish people your whole life. The greatest comedians, greatest writers in this life, Barna, there's not even an argument here on this, are Jewish comedians. Just, there's something about them. Mel, Mel Brooks, everybody, you could mm-hmm. go down along the line, the whole bit. There's Jackie something, Mason. Yeah, Jackie Mason. They, all, they had that old, the Caskill Mountain yes. comedians. There's something about them. They have this little thing. And that, you be around them. And yet, if I do a few Jewish jokes, I do a few that are over. I can do my wife a little bit, because she's German. Just last night, I teased about her. But I wouldn't go and push it too far. It's just, everything is, you could do it a lot, you could get away with a lot more stuff in the 70s and the 80s, but it totally has changed. Hmm. I say on stage all the time, I'm glad I'm in the twilight years of a mediocre career, because I wouldn't (laughs) want to be starting out. It is getting, I take more, I add stuff all the time, but I constantly tweak and even take stuff out. There's nothing wrong with it, just might cross that line. Cross but why do line. the Irish, it's like casual racism? It is, yeah, it is. And they still, the Irish are still, everybody can tell an Irish joke, I tell them. Nobody cares. But you can't, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because, as I said, again, we're the land of saints and scholars. We're, you know, we're not stupid, but we just love 
an old laugh. Life without a laugh. My father, I'll talk about him on the second show a lot. And his whole life, his, his day was made if he made you smile. If he looked at you and made you smile and they said, that made his whole day. And he'd go out of his way and make stupid garbage up. It was really bad. I tell a bunch of them, I mean, they are so stupid. But he made people laugh mm. and he was happy. There was something about it like that. Mom was a serious one. Dad was the goofball, but a great father. You don't get me wrong. Loved him dearly, yeah. Uh, before you go, uh, yeah. if you wouldn't mind, we're no, speaking Corthwood. <laughs> George Casey, the King of Blarney, aboard Oceania's Vista ship, and you can find his schedule. He lives in Florida. You can book him like Garrett Kenny's going to exactly. do. He's, He's going to do it. Yeah. I've been, up in Michigan. I've been up there a few times. Michigan is, and I lived in Chicago, so that wasn't far away. Oh, you did? Not when I could drive around. My wife's from there. I lived there for a long, long time, 30 years of my life. I lived did in you Thomas go Park. out and look at the Green River and all that? Oh, the whole bit, yeah, the whole bit. <laughs> I'm still a Bears and a Cubs fan. I'm still, to this day, I'm still a Bears fan and a Cubs fan, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Well, I damn forgot what I was going to ask. You can take it. Take, don't worry about it. You can go back and edit this anyway. You know it's that. all right. I got you can edit it. Well, yeah. You mentioned that you were going to, you've been to Michigan and yeah. lived in Chicago, and here you are traveling all around. Oh, just yeah. leave us with what? what is the highlight? Did you say 50-year career? 50 years at least, yeah. Well, it's I came to America in 1970, so that's 53 years. And I was doing Irish folk music and playing guitar for oh. a long time. And then about 10 years of that, I had a real bad problem with vocal cords. They're called the nodes that would grow between your vocal cords, and I had a problem. So I started telling jokes and writing things to make up, to break up the time I wouldn't have to sing. And I found out I was, I was really good at that. I wasn't a great singer. <laughs> so I found out <laughs> that, was, that came easier to me. Yeah, that came easier. I can still sing, but that came easier to me. And I found there was more money in that. And it was less, you were on your own, you had mm -hmm. no bands to worry about. Mm -hmm. Whatever was between your ears, you walked out, and that was it, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, so it was different, yeah. Well, happy St. Patrick's to, you, to, to you, you in advance. And it's up, coming up, yeah. Up the raw. Up the up. <laughs> exactly. I was saying, up your bite. <laughs> A pleasure talk. George Casey, the king of Blarney with Michael Patrick Shields aboard Oceania's Vista ship and at a pub and comedy club near you. Miss Holiday Deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With carrier cool cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. The Cowboys and Seahawks battle tonight at AT&T Stadium. Seattle running back Kenneth Walker III doubtful due to an oblique injury. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers returned to practice, albeit on a limited basis yesterday, just 11 weeks after undergoing surgery to repair a torn Achilles. Browns elevated QB Joe Flacco to QB2 ahead of Sunday's road game against the Rams. 
as rookie Dorian Thompson Robinson remains in concussion protocol. Police in Newport Beach, California, conducting an investigation involving allegations that Thunder guard Josh Giddy had an improper relationship with a minor. On the court, Magic torched the Wizards for their eighth straight win. Now just a win away from tying their longest win streak in franchise history. On the opposite side of the spectrum, Pistons have set a new franchise record with their 15th straight loss after getting crushed by the Lakers 133-107. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Listening to Michael Patrick Shields, you're with me aboard the Oceana Vista ship with 900 passengers, and we've been on board for 12 days now. And I want to thank Toby Saltzman and Zoe Ward and Frank Del Rio, the president of Oceana Cruises, for convincing me to give it a try as a travel writer and a broadcaster. And I thought 12 days at sea might be too much, but the beautiful thing about it is you get on board and you're not already thinking about how many days you have left. This ship had 130 nationalities represented on board between the staff and the crew and the passengers. Four of them you're listening to right now. They are the Lestara String Project. Four beautiful, gentle, talented ladies from Ukraine. Uh, Oleksandra Kolesnik, Olga Ilyashenko, the cellist Dina Kononova, who founded the group in 2013, and Martya Pashkovska, playing with perfection and beauty. The song they're playing is called My Way. You know that song, of course. And the mantra of Oceana Cruises is your world, your way. I say travel any way you can. It's so valuable and such a rewarding thing to do. This ship went from Miami to the Bahamas to Puerto Rico to St. Bart's, Dominica, Barbados, Grenada, St. Lucia, Antigua, and back and all the while we got four performances a day on different parts of the ship from the Lestara String Project. They've even played with Eminem from Detroit if you can believe that all the way in Abu Dhabi and there they were right on board here. So I thank you for coming along with me it's Oceana. This was the Vista but they have plenty of other ships too and plenty of other places all over the planet even if you want to go to Antarctica. Let me give you the talent of Lestara. Travel the world your way. Oceana Cruises, Michael Patrick Shields, TravelTattler.org, and Michigan's Big Show.
politics, business, sports. This is the Spotlight Radio Network, SpotlightRadioNetwork.com. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The truce between Hamas is being extended for another day. The Israeli military says a temporary ceasefire in Gaza will continue for another day for the process of releasing hostages. The six-day truce was set to end at 7 a.m. local time following the release of 16 Hamas captives in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel. Henry Kissinger is dead. He was 100 years old. Mark Mayfield reports. According to his consulting firm, the former diplomat and political scientist passed away at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger served as national security advisor and later as the U.S. Secretary of State under both Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford. He earned the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for negotiating a ceasefire in Vietnam. That ceasefire didn't hold, and the Vietnam War ended two years later with the fall of Saigon. After he left office, Kissinger was appointed to the boards of various universities, companies, and think tanks. He served as an advisor to many post-Nixon presidents, including Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, and Donald Trump. I'm Mark Mayfield. A member of the Proud Boys who took part in the Capitol.